Hello! You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends recap romance novels while giggling, going on tangents, and finishing each other's sentences. Oh my gosh. Okay, this past weekend, we had our Patreon watch party of Love at First Sight, and I had the best time. I will say, warning to anyone who hasn't seen that Netflix film yet, um, I cried way more than I expected to for a movie that I thought was billed as a rom-com, but all the HBs who came were right there with me, and the chat session afterwards was, like, life-giving, so thank you to everyone who came. I really just so appreciate your awesomeness. The recording of that should be up for everyone on Patreon later this week. And speaking of our Patreon fam, we've got some newbies to welcome. So, so, Charlotte M, Caitlin M, Christy A, Caitlin F, or Catlin F, we're going to go with, Miranda, Nicole M, Sam, Maria Dolores P, and Becky K. I'm so glad you joined us. You can look at the new collections to access different types of content and then nom all of our 170 plus bonus episodes. Also, I've done the tally for our fundraiser for Maui. And after doubling, we're going to be donating a total of $350 split between the Maui Fire Relief Fund and the Maui Food Bank. So thank you to everyone who joined or increased their pledge on Patreon to make that happen. And now we are going back to England times, okay? Sabrina's here, and we are getting into the nitty-gritty of the Sinster family and maybe one of the most fun heroines ever. Here's our recap of Devil's Bride by Stephanie Lawrence. Sabrina, have you been hyper-focusing? What's happening over there? You're just going to call call me out from, like, ball I drop? Am. I'm sorry, I am. I heard you're dehydrated, and that normally only happens to me when I'm depressed or hyper-focusing. A little bit of hyper-focus, a lot of hyper-focusing. <laughs> Tell me what's Are going you, on right now. You know how I'm really big into tagging all my shit on StoryGraph, right? Mm-hmm. I have yes. tags for, like, everything. Mm-hmm. So I really started tagging stuff on Storygraph like maybe six months to a year ago. But it was just kind of helter-skelter at random. And for reference, as of right now, I have over 900 Uh tags on Storygraph. Right. And some of them are incredibly specific. Yeah, real specific. (laughs) Like main character is an environmental accountant. That's a pretty specific (laughs) one. Um, Although it has come in handy. But I got tired of missing certain things, so I'm... May or may not have last week set up a Google form for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. It's working really well. I and bet. Today I did. And I had like three different variations of double penetration as a tag. So I could never <laughs> remember which one was the one I was supposed to be putting it under. So today I did sit down at my computer at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. and pull up. All of the places that I track everything (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and compared all of them and fixed all of them. 
Mm-hmm. And I do now only have one tag for double penetration. Wow. So be proud of me. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I did in fact go through every single of those 913 tags to make sure that they were perfect. Oh my God. I sat down at 11 a.m. and I've gotten up twice to change laundry. And that's about it. <laughs> I'll send you a copy of it. Oh my Mel, god! Just so you can look at it. It's a lot. The way that you type a some things is just really majestic. Some, you know, that's that's, that's a what good I'm saying. Clarification. Some it's, no, it's it is very selective. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm Other either, things are I'm complete either... chaos. I'm the I'm either 100% fully organized to a degree that is I should probably talk to my therapist about or, or not. it's just absolute chaos. I have no idea what's happening. My life is falling apart. I, there's no there's no there's no middle ground. Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of how I am. I know. It's yeah. it's you know, it can become a problem. This is my special interest, you know, man. So like I love it. I love it. Oh my God. Yeah. Everybody yeah. go follow Sabrina on Storygraph. Is It's in her link well, tree. But to be clear, not all of my tags are public. So you can't see all That's of fine. them. It's only if somebody asks for one specifically, mm-hmm. then I'll go make it public and share it with mm-hmm. them. But mm-hmm. bitch, I don't remember to go in and make things public. Oh, I, I ain't got time for that. There's nine. There's a thousand of those puppies. Okay. That's yeah, too totally. many puppies. Oh my God. But anyway, okay. yeah. Can I? I just thought you'd be <laughs> amused. That's perfect. That's a perfect Sunday, I would say. I could have no? used more water, but other than that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you dingus. Ugh. It's hard, though, yeah. when you get like down one of those rabbit holes, it's hard to feed and hydrate yourself. And I understand that. <laughs> okay, did you fucking love book? I loved book. I book was a delight. Loved book because I love this author's voice too. I've never. This yes. is my first Stephanie Lauren book. Lauren's mm-hmm. Lauren. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like there's many Shoot. of her. Yeah, I think there's plural Laurens. There are there are plural Stephanie. Okay, Laurens. so there's a passel of Stephanie Laurens. <laughs> we love every single one of them. <laughs> and I fucking love this book. Coming in again. It came out in 1998. Similar yeah, to The Bride. So, like, I came in and I was like, again, like I did with The Bride, I came in yes. with a open heart, a wary mind. I didn't have mm. a fucking issue with, like... You didn't need it. No. Not a single no. issue. No, mm-hmm. not at all. No, this is just a goddamn awesome book, start to finish. And, like, I will say that I had I had one issue the first time I read it. And then the second time I read it, I was like, oh, no, issue's not there. Issue you read it twice? Melody wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I do that a lot for the podcast. Well, now I feel Otherwise, like I a, can't. a slacker. No, no, not at all. It's because I get so into the book the first time I read it that I don't take notes. So then mm. I panic read it again, hoping to take notes, not knowing whether or not I will. And uh, then usually know the plot anyway, because I've read it twice. <laughs> so you read it the first time, take no notes, and then speed read it the second time in a panic. 
I read it one time because I know myself well enough to know that if I go back and try and reread it, I'm not a rereader. And so like, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. get 15% in and then I'm going to be like, be like I'm DNFing this. this book. Fuck this episode. Fuck this book. Fuck everything. Mm. I never want to read a book. No, that's that's seriously over dramatic. but like, I just <laughs> wouldn't be able to do it. So what I do instead is I over highlight the fuck out of this book. It is shocking yeah. that Amazon does not come at me and say, are you trying to steal this book? Are you doing a big plagiarize? Is every Stephanie Lawrence going to come after you because you're doing a big plagiarize <laughs> <Yeah>. on them? <laughs> Basically, and every single one. And then so when you and I are sitting here looking at it, I'm just like slowly scrolling. It's stuff that like will like trigger a memory yeah. or like or like whatever. But usually it's like it's just instead of being like a line, it's like four paragraphs. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you do audiobook. I could never. So I did pod. I would die. The first I wouldn't third remember anything. Of this book. No, I'm sorry. The first like two thirds of this book I read with my eyeballs. Okay. And then the next third and one was audio. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just all over the place. <laughs> you know what? Live your best life. I support I know. you. I don't un I don't understand you, but I do support you. Yeah. And I feel yeah, like that's really all you can each ask other. your friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, you look so cute. It's kind of maddening. You look Thank you. so cute right now. I appreciate that. I feel yeah. cute. You oh. should. <laughs> well, it has to do well. You'll hear all about my feelings about how I look right now in my lady love at the end of this episode. Oh, interessante. So, mm -hmm. Okay. All right, rock on. Okay, so we are coming in hot with Honoria Prudence Anstruther Weathersby. Weatherby. The year 1818. Sure. One of those ones. Yep. And she is a governess, but she's a very selective governess. She's only doing finishing governessing, which, which is means where... basically she does like the finishing for the last year before the ladies come out. Yeah. Yeah. She Not does all clear. the I be wish good at balls. In my dreams. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she is that way because she's rich as fuck, but... She's just being really eccentric and like wanting to Well, so the thing work. is, is she was going to be coming out into society, but then her parents yeah. died when she was 16. And so she would have been coming out into society when she was 17 or 18. And because her parents died, there was nobody to take her into society. I'm sure she could have found somebody. But regardless, uh, she decided, actually, I don't give a shit about that. I have all of this like training and stuff. So what I'm going to actually do is I'm going to go gallivanting off to Africa and ride elephants and see the pyramids and the great bloody sphinx. Uh-huh. And then, uh, but I can't do it when I'm 18 because that seems like a recipe for disaster. So instead, I'll become a finishing governess for a couple mm -hmm. of years. And then when I get mm -hmm. older and I have access to my own money and I'm my own woman at 25, I will go off and see the Sphinx and, and ain't nobody can Africa. tell me otherwise. Well, that's right. Yeah. You almost made it, buddy. You, you yeah. almost got there. <laughs> she almost made it. And actually, that was my issue. Actually, I had two issues regarding that. Whole I did. Thing. I did. have. There was some racism with the way that the hero comes in <laughs> at the criticisms of her traveling. <laughs> Everyone's criticisms of her traveling, really. Yeah. 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 There was a lot of racism there. I did have an issue with that, but it did seem yes. real realistic you know well not only that but like so like 
on the flip side, I have another problem with the whole thing, though, and this is a spoiler, but she never gets to go to Africa. That was my issue. However, the second time I read the book, I had a whole different thought about it, and we can hmm. chat about that when we get there. Because the author did fix it. I just didn't catch it the first time I read it. Isn't that mm -hmm. wild? I or, did not catch it either. Or maybe I've been Stockholm syndromed by every single Stephanie Lorenz that is out there. I don't know. All of them. I don't know. All of them she are might just be a, yeah. snuggling you to They might be collective Stockholm wizards. Death. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. we're going to cast our spell. Where's our, <laughs> where's our, where's our hank of melody hair so that we can make yeah. her do our bidding. Ooh, I shed so much. It's not hard to They find. don't even need to cut it off. They you just don't. go sweeping through your house. Mm -hmm, truly. Oh my gosh. What if like, no, that's a rabbit hole. We don't need to go. That's not a tangent we need to go on. Never okay. mind. Moving on. All right, fair enough. So, fair enough. Anyway, so she's been taken in by, so she's usually super selective about these people, but she was, I don't remember why she was late to choosing somebody this time around, but essentially she had Something already happened. said no to all of the no, people no. who had requested. Yeah. So she had, she had chosen a family that she was super excited about, but then somebody got chicken pox and then somebody else died. And so they were like, oh, we yeah. can't have anybody else in our house. And by the time she like was able to look at her correspondence to see if anybody was left, it was just like the dregs of society. And like, she didn't really have any other choice. I mean, they're not so the she's dregs. Like, <laughs> I mean... Listen, I bet they are perfectly lovely, but they do give me a lot of Mrs. Bennett vibes. Lady All Claypool gives me a lot of Mrs. Bennett vibes. Whoa. I'm not saying that oh, this so is sorry. a cool family. I'm just oh. saying that they're not the dregs. Like, that seems harsh, but also, like, they're not kind of, about this of the family. the hot ton? Yes. You don't think well, they're the dregs of the hot ton? I feel like they're draggier people. <laughs> anyway, she's like the girl Charles. has no conversation. I guess she's pretty kind of, but like, I don't know how I'm supposed to get her up to scratch. Oh especially she straight up is, she's like unkind she's about this woman. <laughs> like, she's like, I can't believe that I have to do this because like, oh gosh, I can't imagine any Duke being interested in applying for her hand because she's yeah. just she had taken to be seen and not heard way too uh -huh. intensely and so and she's may as well have marbles rolling around in there just ping-ponging <laughs> from corner to corner i yeah. can't believe she knows how to get out of bed in the morning and feed herself <laughs> i can't believe she's not still in diapers <laughs> like she's she's it's real mean that is a huge exaggeration listener but like it's not wrong it's not wrong because we meet her in the first chapter and she's trying to figure out who the Duke of this part of England is because well, yeah. she's like, he's got to be like a recluse if he's coming after this girl. And so Honoria is like, I have to figure out what this weird out who Duke, the Duke is Duke into. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the Duke around here, except she doesn't realize that when she talks to everyone, there is only like one ducal uh, seat nearby or something. So they're not going to be like, it's the Duke of Hampshire or, you know, whatever. No, it's just they're, the Duke. It's the Duke around here, period, the end. So that's what she's trying to do right now. She's off in like a wagon. She's got her little, but yeah. What's up? I have one question for you before Tell we me. continue. Tell me how everything. Do you, how do you pronounce the uh, heroine's name? 
Honoria. So you don't put a... Or maybe it's ha- Honoria. There's no, it might be Honoria. Honoria. The reason I ask is I have always pronounced that name Honoria as if there's no age. Honoria. Yeah. But she specifically talks the about book, the French mom. Calling and her they say Honoria. herbs. Oh. And they say herbs. That is true. I didn't even think about it. You're right. Is it's it a hard Honoria? H. Honoria. I'm not doing that. I can't that. do it. I can't do it. I'm so sorry. I'm French no, now. That's fucked up. If I know how somebody's name is pronounced, I will, even if it's hard for me to pronounce, I will pronounce it correctly. But also, I'm, like... I don't think Honoria is going to care too much. I don't she, either. She was so. fine with the matriarch doing it. So, like, I'm even just if, French now. Even if she was... <laughs> Honoria. <laughs> oh, bon. <laughs> Merci oh. I, yeah no i'm not even gonna play with accents i am bad at accents <laughs> yeah accents. so yeah so honoria we're gonna call her honoria is, i can't i'm sorry everyone honoria is just never gonna come out of my mouth if i'm not really thinking about it and then i'll never be able to think about anyone else and or anything else and this is after all a fictional character we're not actually talking about a real Honoria. Even if she wasn't fictional, she would have been dead for well over 150 Quite. years at this point. This so. is exactly it. Yeah. Okay, so she's in a buggy. She's got her little horse and, and carriage curricle situation. I think all of those are different things, but, like, come at me. I don't care. I don't understand the difference it's between times. a curricle, a zig, I know, a jig, I know that. Is there a, a hackney? Jig? Okay, there's hackney a, is... A gig? A jig, a gig? gig. I think it's, it's a one gig. of those because that's whatever. I don't know oh, no. what the difference Red between coats. all of these are. If 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 we need to know, please, my email is open. Did you just say red coats? Did, you... <laughs> <laughs> Did you just call our UK <laughs> listeners? <laughs> is that rude? <laughs> I don't think it is. I think it's fine. <laughs> Listen, Redcoats, if you don't like that, heaving bosoms <laughs> podcast at gmail.com. I would like I'm not to using out... it as a slur. As a pejorative, yeah. I don't think it well, is a pejorative. I, but whatever. Well, okay, come in hot. So moving on. So she's in she's in her horse and buggy cruising down this road, and there's well, a because storm she's been, coming in. She, yeah, 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 yeah. And like she's like, okay, uh-oh, I'm real nervous around storms. It'll take me much longer to go around the woods. And so I'm going to go through the woods on this. Because like, somebody you told know, her path. there was a shortcut there. Right, right. So she's going and she's going. And then whoopsie daisy, she does see a whole ass body. And there's like a young man bleeding on the side of the road. So she stops her horse and she ties it up real good to a tree on a thick branch. I'll tell you that much. And then she gets down and like tries to stop the bleeding but well, she, she doesn't understand dead at first until he yes. like moans and then she like rolls him over and sees he says <laughs> sees that he's been like shot and so she's yeah. like oh my fucking god what do i do and so she rips off like some of her fabric off of her what by the way we are going to be flying through this puppy because this is almost a 500 page book it so is she, such like, rips a long off- book um and i'm so sorry stephanie lawrence but like I knew who it was from, I think, chapter four or six. Literally, the minute we met him, I was like, there's something weird yeah, about this dude. I don't like him. This, I was so, ha- I was so proud of myself. She did a really I, good job that way. Can I just say that I did have an issue with 
the fact that the only person described as ugly was in this pudgy. family. He was pudgy and ugly. Pudgy He's the and bad ugly. Guy. Is the bad guy? Yeah. Like when we first met him, I was like, wow, I really hope that this isn't going to be who I think it is. And then lo and behold, it was who I thought it was. And I was like, ooh, that's a very 1998 way to handle that. Yeah. It's like in Devil in Winter, where she describes the cousin, the bad cousin that they want her to marry as a whale. That was rough. Oh, that was rough about that. Yeah, that was rough for me, Melody. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, when, but I came into this book not knowing anything. So when we came across mm-hmm. this dying man, I was like, oh, fuck, it's the Duke. I was like, Is oh, it the hero? Shit. Uh-huh. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Well, turns out she's not great because she doesn't understand when they say put pressure on the wound. They mean like all of your body weight. <laughs> yeah. And so she's just like sort of like holding her hands over it being like, it's still spurting. I don't understand. Spurt, spurt. Oh, oh no. I didn't take it that, I didn't take it <laughs> yeah. that way at all. I thought she was really? putting pressure on it. Yeah. Like I mean, she was... she was, but he's like lay on him basically. Oh yeah. When like, he you gets have there, to yeah. use your whole weight to really well, do yeah, it. Yeah. Because guess what, listener? The oh, God. man dying on the ground is not the hero the hero instead comes riding up on a giant black stallion in his Mm. giant black overcoat looking like the devil incarnate yeah and he's got piratical features she says he's got dark hair and it's all angular and stuff he's a stone cold hottie that's right. And she gets up to be like, I'm in the middle of the road now. Please don't hit oh, me. Yeah. Please stop instead. Because like, her, his horse, the, her, horse, her horse has run away at oh, this God, point. Her horse off. is gone. Yeah. So her horse spooked at some thunder and it did take the fuck off. And it, it tore off the entire tree branch because she tied it up so well. She will have everyone, including that Duke, know. Um, <laughs> and so she's like, look at me. Don't hit me. Stop instead. And he stops. He curses her out like nobody (laughs) has ever done in her life. It's amazing. And then he's like, what are you doing, woman? And it's it like it very it very much gave me um, James, um, James Big Swingin' Dick from Jane Eyre. Do you know the new one that James Mc mm, the one shoot? He's a real talented yeah, actor. He's one. a white guy. He's pretty chiseled. And he does have a famously large penis. And he was in Jane Eyre. And he was in X-Men. He was young James Magneto. McAvoy? That's the one. No. That no. was a- Isn't James McAvoy X-Man? No, no. Dr. Xavier? Isn't that James McAvoy? Know. I'm the worst possible person to be asking. Shoot, everyone. They're I've shouting watched- at me. They're like, I've Melody, watched- we talked about this on the podcast. You need to get your life together anyway you know who i'm talking about listener it gave me very much that like when he comes at her on the wood in that movie in the jane Eyre movie anyway Uh uh-huh so she's like there's a man dying here and i need your help to like get him to safety or something and then he recognizes his cousin but he doesn't say anything yet he just goes ahead and rips off his shirt she gives up her petticoat they bandage the heck out of him so now he's hot and shirtless and he's like we have to go there's a hunter's lodge just down the road and we're gonna go there to like get him someplace out of the rain so but 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 i'm so sorry i just i just do have to talk about that scene in which he rips off his shirt and makes Mm. the bandage really quickly okay because she is trying very hard not to look and he does notice that she's trying very hard not to look because he's into it immediately he has identified identified her as a sexy person 
and like she has certainly done the same but she's she's like much better at schooling her features and she's like um hold the bandage on for a minute and he's like why why would we do that and she's like well because if you'll like turn your turn around i will donate my petticoats to the the project and he's like and he goes, oh, I don't suppose you wear under drawers or something else that's very England times and only loosely sounded like underwear to me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, actually, I don't. And she can tell, like, she keeps seeing these, like, split moments, these split second moments where he's, like, doing a flirt on her. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, no, dead, dead dying cousin. Okay, cool it. Like, Gotta you know, get your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, she's he's all petticoated and and shirt sleeved up. He carries the cousin, and she like leads his steed to this hunter's lodge. Mm-hmm. And they go in. She takes the the horse out to the makeshift Stable-y stable. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's really cute because I feel like we've gotten a lot of a lot of glimpses into her personality. But this was one of my favorite like small glimpses because the horse is like obviously really nervous and she just looks at it and very seriously says stay calm and then goes into the house i <laughs> loved just, that <laughs> she's just such a delight as a character like she's she so is. well fleshed out yeah like oh yeah oh yeah god love her yeah and him i just love- so <sighs> i just love them both so much yeah, so he goes ahead and starts a fire, and she's over by, we don't know his name yet, but his name's Tolly. And so she's taking care of him, and she asks him for some water so that she can clear up some of the, like, mud and blood and stuff off of that. So he goes, gets water, all, all of that, and she's taking care of him. And after he gets back inside, she is over there, and then the cousin starts talking. And yeah, he's he calling says, devil, for devil. devil. And Honoria's like, uh she's like oh the devil's not here i'm gonna make sure he doesn't get you talking to him like he's a child and he's like no need devil need devil so lo and behold the strange man comes rolling up and he's like i'm here i'm here he like shoves her out of the way he's like i'm here here, tolly and he's taking care of him and tolly's like obviously so relieved he's like oh thank god yeah devil you're here thank god and he's in the middle of trying to say something to devil and then he passes out again and they're like, okay, well, they finish cleaning him up and then they go sit at the fire because there's not much else that they can do. So they're just waiting for him to wake back up. Yeah. And as they've been like undressing him and stuff, they notice that he's wearing this shirt with like these outlandishly big pearl buttons on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's and the reason. one of them. It's like nicked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that's the reason that it didn't like go straight through his heart because it, it got um it ricocheted off one of these buttons mm-hmm. and like went if it in had a gone straight direction. through his heart he would already be dead but because yeah. it's ricocheting he's bleeding to death right and at this point devil is already <sighs> well aware that like tolly's not coming back from this like and Tolly's he's made it really die. clear to her that like mm-hmm. he's seen death a lot and tolly's not long for this world yeah because and... he was at the battle of waterloo, waterloo? almost yeah. said winnipeg and then i was like there we go was there a battle at Winnipeg? I mean, I'm sure <laughs> I mean, that probably. there has been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so 
he is now they're just sitting by the fire and getting to know each other and like kind of chatting and he hasn't said who he is yet and she's just going on and on and talking and then it's well <laughs> i love it because anori is like anori is my favorite because she's like she's like well now that we're talking he'll definitely give me his name because as a lady of my station, it is not my responsibility to ask him for his name. It is it's his, his obligation to, to tell give me his me name. His. Yes. Yeah. And like, he just doesn't. Doesn't. And she doesn't really have like an acceptable England way Times to be way. like, hey, what's your name, bud? Yeah. Which is like, wild to me. Which is his. Well, but the most like, what the funniest even is that. The funniest part of this, though, to me, is that ultimately everything about this is already inappropriate as fuck. You're alone without a chaperone in a sh in a freaking cottage with a strange the, man. You the think thought that has not even crossed her mind at all. It Ruination it has not crossed her mind. Well, I also part of that is because I don't think that she gives a fuck if she gets ruined because she's going to fucking Africa. Who gives a shit if yeah. she gets ruined? She doesn't care about yeah. all these toffs. No, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> but like, she she doesn't care, and so they're talking, and then she's like, she starts trying to grill him for information about the local duke. <laughs> yeah, because she's telling him all about her governessing. He asks for her name, and she gives it to him, and he's like, she's like, I'm Honoria Prudence Weatherby, and he's like, I'm mm -hmm. sorry, is that Anstruther Weatherby? And she's like, mm -hmm. yes, technically, but like, I don't want to really talk about that side of my family. And he's like, he's like, okay, so she's, she, I guess she's like big time, long family stuff in this society. You know, her, her family is like, goes oh, yeah, they're way back, big old, they're a big does old all deal. the shit. And so just to like, give you some clarification, listener, the reason that they don't talk to each other is her mother married below her class right or was dad. it the opposite dad married yeah. below his class and so and it wasn't even like below it was just that the the his dad it wasn't like the cream of the crop it wasn't like it who was the dad wanted him to marry mm -hmm. it was just like mm -hmm. some other bitch that he loved <laughs> and yeah. he wouldn't How dare compromise he? on right <laughs> but and so like the grandfather was like well then get fucked son yeah <laughs> Yeah. And and, and basically, they like literally didn't talk again. Uh, yeah, ever again. Like she doesn't talk to her grandfather. What was his name? Mm -hmm. Malbec? Nope, that's a wine. Malvern? Malcolm? Malcolm? Malvern? Something like that. Listen, they call him matter. we're gonna call him old Mal. There we go. Yeah, and so he gets a lot of her life story because he's like, Why are you governessing? This doesn't make any sense. And she's like, Well, my parents died. She tells him about the whole Africa plan, mm -hmm. blah 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 blah. And then they look over because Tali has done a very significant cough and they go over and to his bedside, hold his hand and he dies. And it's so sad. It makes me like really 20. emotional. Yeah. Like, he's 20. We barely even know this dude. He has made, he has said like one line. And when Tali died, I was like, Oh, ouch. No, Cause it's funny. Right. Because later on in the book, it, it might not even be very, very long, but she says that she's just struck. She's struck by the wrongness of his death. Yeah. And I feel like that's what we, that's what I felt as that's the reader, how I was feeling, even though. He was so young. And it was very clear yeah. that it wasn't like an accident. This was somebody no. had 
done something. Someone did a big murder on him. Yeah. Yeah. So they do that. And then they they fall asleep because she tells she tells him that her parents died in an accident. And then mm-hmm. they fall asleep in different chairs, but the storm is going bananas outside. So turns out that Honoria, when she is frightened from a storm during like thunder, especially and lightning and all of that, she sleepwalks if yeah. she can get to sleep. Like if there's a storm mm-hmm. happening, then she sleepwalks. And so she like jumps up and is walking forward and he's like, oh my gosh, no, get away from the She's fire. She's going to walk and into so the he, fire. Yeah. So he like scoops her. Oh, this was so cute. He like Meanwhile, scoops her up. He's been shirtless this whole time. They've been having oh, yeah. just like regular conversations with him just shirtless and oh, rippling muscles with that, and stuff. With that godlike body. <laughs> oh, gleaming in the firelight. Oh, boy. And you can tell that she she makes note that all of him is, like, tanned and bronze, which means that, like, yeah. that man is shirtless a lot. <laughs> well, and it's so funny because she does a really good job of showing us that in different ways. Because, like, later on the next morning when they go to his house, he's still shirtless. He just, and, like, the butler just, you know, it's, like, regular stuff. They go and meet his mom. His mom does not comment on the fact that he's just chest even out. Yeah. Like, it's just normal things. But yeah, so he's holding her. He sits down in his chair, and he holds her in his lap, and he's, like, squeezing her. And this listener is when we find out that this man, who we now know is the Duke, <gasps> Sil- what, what, Sylvester, Sylvester, the Duke of St. Ives, uh-huh. he has decided that Honoria is to be his duchess. He has he- made the decision... <laughs> Literally, we jump into his perspective and he's like, well, my future bride's sitting over there just, you know, really writhing in this storm or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he's fully like, I didn't. It's all in third person, so it's not written like this. But he says, like, when I wrote out this morning, I didn't realize I was looking for a wife. And yet fate has decided to, like, plunk her in front of me. Because there's this thing in the St. Ives family where they're like, when a man is ready to, when fate is ready for a man of the St. Ives family to marry, fate will put her in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. And so Sylvester is like, here we are. All right. This is Mm -hmm. my wife. Oh, (laughs) hey, girl. Time to get (laughs) married. Yeah, he's like, all I have to do is like, you know, propose to her. And because I'm a Duke, a.k.a. billionaire, like nobody would say no, you know, She's not so, gonna like, say this isn't no. a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Joke's on you. Yeah. Joke's on you, right. Duke. <laughs> so she's like, she's on his chest. She's curled up against him in her sleep still. She's just like silently like crying. No sobs, yeah. just like tears are tracking down her face silently. And he like can't help it anymore. And so he tips her chin up and he just gives her like a really long, prolonged peck on the lips. And she immediately just like melts. Stops crying and melts. Stops crying. She calms. And then she just sort of like nuzzles in to go back to sleep. And he's like, well, I guess I live here now. This is great. And then he just puts his head back. He just puts his head back and goes to sleep. He lays his head on her curls, it says. And then he goes to sleep. And it's the sweetest thing in the whole wide world. He says, like, it is the I, sweetest thing. That he like switches his body around so that he's more comfortable with his with his bride to be on his lap. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
And then, listener, we wake up and shit is hitting the fan. So he wakes up because he hears somebody outside the cabin. And so he carefully gets up and settles her back on the chair. And he's still waking. And he goes and opens the door. And it's two of his cousins and Mm -hmm. the mother and father of the girl that she's supposed to govern. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so they're like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, you know, just got caught in the rain, blah, blah. And he's like, he's playing it off cool. He's not going to let anybody know that Honoria's in there. And then she wakes up and sleepily, like, makes her way over to the door when she sees him and everyone can see her. And (laughs) oh my gosh, the clay poles are like, Oh, what the, like, how dare yeah. you? This is how you're going to be acting, blah, blah, blah. We're going to, yeah, like, lady. pack your stuff and send it wherever you're going and blah, blah, blah. And then, and then St. Ives pops in and he's like, okay, that's very kind of you. You can send it to the place. Yeah, you can send it to Summersham Place, my ducal residence or whatever. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, he still has not told her his name. And so as this, as this is all happening, she's finding out third hand because of the way they're addressing him as his grace which is hilarious because the the night before the night before she was talking about the duke and how he was practically (laughs) affianced to the girl that she's governessing and he's sitting there and he's like oh interesting didn't know that (laughs) yeah so lady claypole is huffing and puffing and all but calling her a strumpet basically And he is like, well, I'm very excited that you're sending her her stuff to my house because she is my future bride. And Lady (laughs) Claypool says, oh, your your grace, I'm I'm sure that this doesn't require such a sacrifice from you. I'm sure that she would come to some sort of agreement. And her husband is being like, we gotta go. Like, he like, you're committing social suicide. He drags her away. And then (laughs) after they leave, his cousins are just like. Merp? The fuck, man? Yeah, what's like, going on here? What's happening? And then he's like, okay, Honoria, you go take a seat. I'm going to get this figured out. So she go- he Ooh. has her go sit and on this he, log. He loves the fact that he can see she wants to fight him about basically everything he says Because he's her. never had somebody stand up to him. Uh-uh. Ever. He's a fucking uh-uh. duke. Everybody lays down and are like, yes, yeah, step on me, sir. Instead yeah. of like... <laughs> Truly. I, that's a really... Yes. And and ever since last, like the night before, he would have expected her because, you know, misogyny to be like falling over herself and going into hysterics and whatever, whatever. And he's been really impressed by the way that she just sort of stepped up and was like, this is what we have to do pragmatically to, like, keep this person alive or whatever. Yeah, she's not doing any of that. She's she kept her cool like the entire time, even when she was covered in blood. Yes, absolutely. And especially when he told her, like, Tali's definitely going to die. Also, he's my cousin or whatever. That's when mm-hmm. she was like, will you get me a bowl of water because I want to clean him up? And he sort of looks at her like, what are you talking Why? about? And she says, well, if he's going to die, he may as well die clean. And he's like, oh, all of my heart parts are. Oh, no. Well, yeah, because it's mul- it's mentioned multiple times throughout the book that if you take care of the sinsters, you're taking care of him. Like his love yes. language is be kind and loving to my family, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Because he's the head of the family. Mm-hmm. So he's like, go sit over there. And she has this whole war in her brain about, like, don't tell me what to do and how dare you. But also, you do have to your go talk to your cousin. cousin is dead inside. About that other dead cousin. So, like, okay, I'll go over there. 
And so he like goes and tells um, his cousin Vane, who is like his BFF from childhood. And then Mm -hmm. his cousin Charles, who like doesn't really look like anyone and is like he's not in he's not really a part of like the close knit part of the family. Like, right. He's just he's always been sort of stuffy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he um, he is Tolly's oldest brother. And so he's like devastated and his voice is breaking up as he's talking and like he can't like wrap his head around it basically so Mm -hmm. when he comes out (laughs) to get his horse and take her home he says we're going home (laughs) Mm -hmm. he sees that she's not sitting on that specific log that he told her to sit on and he and he's immediately, immediately like where the fuck is she i need to go get her panics. what if she ran off into the woods and then it turns out she was just wearing a brown dress and it blended into the background yeah and so she was like just pacing he, he notices her and he's like oh hmm i oh good. i was not i was not worried yeah. that she dis- <laughs> disappeared hmm i wasn't hmm. totally having an internal meltdown at all over a woman <laughs> no <laughs> never and so, and so she's like okay so he's gonna go off and get one of the gigs and come back for me and then he's like uh nah ma'am so he h- tosses her up on top of his big old black steed and then crawls up behind her no i'm sorry crawls is a undignified way to say what he did he like he <laughs> launches himself yeah launches himself up right behind her and then like snuggles her up her to him to him to his, and she can feel the heat of his skin through her and, clothing. And without her petticoat, there's only one layer of fabric between her and this shirtless male or something. <laughs> and or like maybe two because of the shimmies. Listen, doesn't matter. Whew. And and she's like, hey, that was really cool. What you said back there. Thank you, I guess, for having so much care for my <laughs> reputation. But like, we're not getting married. And he's like, yeah, we are. No, we're definitely and she's getting like, married. Yeah, no, we're not. And he's like, we are. You've been ruined. And she was like, that's ridiculous. Nobody would believe that. There wasn't even a bed. And he's like, trust me, there's no requirement for a bed. And that's the first, <laughs> like, one of the first times where I was like, <gasps> oh, doing like, a big swoon. Yeah. And then, and then, so they keep going back and forth. And she's like, well, if that's the, re- like, what, what possible reason could you have to marry me? And he goes, yeah. well, I want to. I want to too and he's she's like why me though and he's like you're unique and it was just and she's like unique like she's trying to get mad about it and then she's Mm -hmm. just like it's the shock i'm sure it's the shock we don't even have to come to to any decisions right now it's fine like i know you're just out of your head basically right now and Uh and he's like no we're i'm taking you home and she's like well i'll write to my brother and I'll have him come pick you up or like I'll ha- like I'll have him pick me up. And he's like, well, no, you're not going to do that because we're getting married. And like they just keep on going back and going forth like back this. and forth. And, and so they like, get off. One the- of my favorite things, though, is when he when he's like, I'll put it this way. You can marry me for any number of good, socially acceptable reasons. Blah, 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 blah. I'll marry you so that I can get you in my bed because I want you in my bed. He says. And I'm guessing that you are not excited about doing that before we get married or like before you're married. Uh-huh. She's like, no. And she's like, he's like, of exactly. course not. Mm-hmm. So he's we're getting like, married. Exactly. We're, it's <laughs> happening. 
So then they go to the house and everybody's like, oh, look, it's shirtless the Duke. And like, who's this lady? Excellent. Looks like he's found his wife. And everybody's immediately on board. Yeah. He takes her and he says, I'm going to go take you to meet my mother. Um, incidentally, she does like people to call her the Dowager. And she goes, you're not married, though. And he goes, yeah, well, that's her very subtle way of reminding me of my duty. And she'll be so excited to meet you because she's really sick of these matriarch duties. <laughs> like, yeah. She's done with and it. She's, and she's very excited to meet you, the future Duchess. <laughs> yeah. The one who's going to really make her a dowager. So she, like, goes and gets to know her mom. And he, when he walks in, he's like, Maman, um... I know that you wanted me to introduce you to the woman who will take your place as soon as I found her. And so here she is. Here Please she meet is. Honoria Prudence. <laughs> it's and so Honoria cute. just like, uh, fuck. She's like totally steamrolled. And like, so all, like everything starts happening at lightning quick pace because they have so many things to do for Tolly and like notifying the family and having the wake and you know doing all of and the, the things funeral. you have to do because you can't exactly wait for a funeral in eighteen. No, not 18. right now. That Formaldehyde yeah. doesn't do doesn't, a ton. Mm -mm. Of, Freezers, no. not they a thing. Yeah, so. it's not really helpful. Yeah. So it's adorable though because she's like, I've been trained to basically take over a house like this from birth. And so when I noticed that, like, the dowager is in complete hysterics and can't really deal with all the things that have to happen, mm -hmm. she just sort of she just steps, steps in, in to be like, give me the lists. Let's check them three times and make sure we have all the rooms readied. And, like, she's just, like, and she over. There was no wait. Like, there was no stuttering for her. No. Like, it was just, it, it went so smoothly because this is what she's been trained for her, her whole life. And then this is what she's also training those, like her finishing students That's to do. Right. Like, That's right. this is what she, this is what she has been born and bred to do. This is it. Yeah. They and say so that she takes many over times <laughs> and she ends up because of this though, during the funeral and the viewing and the wake and all that stuff, she, everyone is immediately assuming that she is in fact, the Duke's bride-to-be because mm -hmm. she's taking care of the Duchess's duties, like yeah. taking care of the household and things like that. And so she's in the funeral. This was one of my favorite scenes is she's at the yeah. funeral, right? It's it, Or it's after the, after the viewing. Yes. And so it's after the viewing and they're all like all a bunch of family and like close friends have shown up. It's not everybody mm -hmm. that's coming to the funeral, but it's like a a quote-unquote small gathering <laughs> yeah and they're all in the parlor and, and there's food and all of these things that are going to be happening at dinner well all of a sudden somebody pokes their head in the door and they're making eyes like i need you to the duchess and so the dowager the dowager duchess catches her eye and she's like Cause mm -hmm. she can you go take care of that so she does go take care of that and guess what turns out the there was the devil the, horse the devil horse who hates everybody right this yeah, horse the, hates the, everybody the black steed can, can't only handle. be handled but he was in a paddock and the person who was on their way back with all of the cake he scared them because you have to go through the paddock to get from mm -hmm. town to the back like to the kitchen door and scared them and then proceeded to eat all of the cake 
Yeah, because the cake goes flying. Yeah. And so he's just over there eating all the petite four. Uh, <laughs> and and so she's like, she's like, first of all, that mental image is hilarious. But also, uh-huh. we do have to fix this major problem. And so, so they end up doing like just, scones and clotted cream and... And, like, she and some of the younger family members figure out a way to distract everyone. Well, it's not just figure out. It's the twins. It's Tali's younger sisters. They're 16. And they're going to be being presented the next year at the, like, when they come out for the season. And it's so sad because they're like, I don't know what to do. And so she ends up. Tali's their big brother. Yeah. And so she ends up getting their help to distract everybody for an extra half hour so they have time to cook the scones by playing yeah. like music on the harp and the pianoforte and uh-huh. oh and so she's so hanging touching. back as everyone's like listening to this beautiful like mournful Morning. music and he comes up behind her he's always coming up behind her and whispering right in her ear in a I'm very mad about sexy it. manner um <laughs> that i had a hard time with And so he's like, what, this was really, this was inspired. Like what happened? And she goes, well, Mrs. Mrs. Hull, the housekeeper is like thinking about ways to make your horse into cat food right now because she's so mad about these cakes. And he's like shaking with silent laughter. And then he says like, you know, you really, you really basically did an amazing job fixing this and making it seem like seamless it was intended and then he said yeah and then he says and we'll have the we'll have the twins play for the wake tomorrow too and she turns around to like sort of give him a questioning look and he says it'll make them feel better to be useful like have have something to do because just you know directionlessly grieving is a really hard thing to do especially in front of other people and it's just like I don't know. I love these moments when because she knows him by reputation as devil sinster, as like mm-hmm. a rake and a gambler. Yeah, and well, because the minute she found out who he was, she knew exactly who he was. Like once she and, had a name. Yeah. And that's the exact reason he would not tell her his name. Because he mm-hmm. knew that she wouldn't have relaxed around him because of his reputation. Well, obviously but, she sh- she I mean, shouldn't have relaxed around him. I mean, I mean, he I mean, was fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was fine. Well, he with was also being he was also being on his best behavior that yeah. night, partially because yeah. you know his cousin was dead in the bed right there. There was that corpse nearby. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Not that no, that stopped so- some of the heroes and heroines in the books that we've read. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> But yeah, it's really cool because in this like few days that we watch them navigate, she's realizing how completely dedicated he is to his family and how much respect and, uh, you know, sort of honor he puts on being the head of the family. Mm-hmm. And like... And, like, she's starting to get a little bit pissed off at him because the magistrate has come by and they've decided that, like, Tolly was killed by a poacher or a highwayman. And she's mm-hmm. like, we've had multiple conversations about, like, why that's practically impossible. Not what's happening. Yeah. Like, that's not what fucking happened. He was shot by a mm-hmm. pistol. That's not what poachers have. 
and all this stuff. And so she's like, you're okay with this magistrate business? And he's like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with it. Now let's change the subject right now because women shouldn't talk about shit like this. And she's just like, this, uh, this is insufferable. This is not okay. Uh-huh. So she decides, okay she has decided that she's going to find this murderer. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. going to do her own investigatory practices. She and says so- that she's, she's, her place is de- to defend the innocent. Uh huh. Because Tommy they're was so young. Well, because his and his cousins, they're going to get revenge, but yeah. hers is to basically just take like what you just said about. This. Sorry, I'm getting really emotional just thinking I know. about it. Like- I know. I know. I love this book so much. Well, so yeah, at the at the actual like funeral when they put um the casket in the ground, she looks at like. All of these, these six sinister men standing next to each other. And it's very, very clear that I can't they... wait for all of their books. God, I know. I know. I want but to be clear despite... book so badly. Yeah. I also want Scandal's book. I oh, God, want I want Scandal's their book books. so badly. Okay. But yeah, so like yeah. you just said, she's looking at them across there, and that's when it hits her. She's like, oh. Yeah. They're going to get revenge. They're not letting yeah. this go. It's just they're, they're going to take the magistrate. care of it themselves. Exactly. And yeah. so, yeah. And then they go back back to the, the back into the house. There's a bunch of stuff going on. And at one point, he she's outside and he has come out with her. He, he has come to find her. And then they notice the children running no, off no. into well, the yeah. Yeah, she, he asked her to go take a walk, which is yes. very important, I think, in England times. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> the take a lot of walks. Important. Yeah. And but so the little kid, the, the kitties go well, running off into the woods. And so yeah. she, he's like, oh, I, I see they're going off to the grave. And she's like, no, stop. Let them be yeah. children. Leave them a fuck alone, dude. And they do end up following. And then they all have roses and they each put a rose on his grave and say goodbye and then go back inside. And he's like, I'm going to go help them get back inside because the grass is wet and there's a little baby that's toddling along. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, stop. Don't do that. And then yeah, this is their special time to say goodbye as the children of the family. This is their mm-hmm. thing. Don't ruin it for them. A little water is not going to hurt anything. And like, I feel like this was just a really good example of, she is, I think, probably one of the few people in the world that could mm. have stopped him. Totally. I don't think that anybody else could. He would have just barreled right over them. But he yeah. actually, even though he's a, she keeps calling him a tyrant, even though he oh. kind of is a tyrant, uh, he stops for her. Like, he yeah. listens to what she has to say. And it just, it bodes well for the rest of the book. And it stays true for the rest of the book. Absolutely. Especially when he's fighting against all of his, like, you know, societal instincts, Mm -hmm. you know, and his his primal instincts. Oh, golly. Well, yeah, because we didn't tell them that on this walk, he did take her to a summer house, which is a thing that I don't understand. And I think it might be a gazebo question mark. I don't know. And he, like, makes out with her whole face. No, not yet. What? They don't? No, not yet. Oh. There's something big okay. that happens before that. What? Tell me everything. Oh so God. this is, I think, probably like the net. So that night, this is when she confronts him and she's started to listen because all of the cousins are walking around at the funeral, yeah. like at the thing after the funeral to get intel. Nobody's getting it, mm-hmm. but she has gone to listen to devil like 
sneakily on the terrace and then they have an interaction there but this is when she knows that okay this is confirmation that they are looking and but they are looking in all the wrong like like she's trying to get as much information as she can well next Mm -hmm. day she's in this summer house which i think it's basically a greenhouse that's how i took it like a little greenhouse okay um i could be wrong but she spends time out there even during winter which makes me think it's warm in there even Mm -hmm. when it's cold Mm-hmm. which makes me think greenhouse but so while she's yeah. out there she's working on her embroidery sitting in this little, little little area and then charles comes up and he this is after they've made out i'm so it sorry is... because no it is it's... because it because when they follow the children up he pulls her into an alcove and makes out with her again they do a big stair makeout in an alcove while the children are pitter pattering all the way up. Then he like drops her off at her room and is like, "Sleep well, Honoria Prudence." He will only refer to her at this point as Honoria. As Prudence. Honoria Prudence. Oh my god! Yeah. So like, it doesn't really matter, but like, they're doing hardcore makeouts, listener, and I just need you to know that because like, this this child thing happens. I think after the actual funeral part of it mm-hmm. and then the next day everybody else has left the family's gonna stay for a little while but charles is gonna head back to london and that's when he comes in to be like i heard that you know you're in a predicament huh. ruination wise okay and so i think that i want to give you another that- option Yeah, devil said he would marry you, but, like, I'm telling you right now, Sylvester is not the man for you because you seem too, like, smart and with it and sensitive. I think he calls her sensitive. And so he's like, if you need someone and you don't want to go down that very unwise route, please know that I'll marry you anytime, girl. And she's like, you're a sleazeball. slimy little kid. Yeah, and I hate it. Um, but I'm also going to be like, Ugh. she's really, she's like, I, you honor me with your proposal, sir. However, I'm not marrying him or you or any man. I will be going to Africa. And he's like, he's dead oh. set on Africa. Yeah, she is. She is. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, neato. And then he fucks off. So now she's like hanging out with the mom And he keeps on, you know, every once in a while, just being like, would you like to go for a walk? Maybe we could make Mm -hmm. out a little. You like it when I kiss you. Mm -hmm. All the things. And she, oh my God, I'm just going to skip real quick to chapter 10 because I wrote down one of their interactions that made me super happy. Is that okay? Or is there something else? Yeah. And honestly, this, honestly, this book is so long that I feel like it's going to be a lot of us saying, this was an interaction I loved. This was an interaction I loved. Yeah. This was an interaction I loved. Now it's time for the intrigue part, the end. So truly, because love. Yeah. Because like basically, this book is the shit goes down. They spend time at Somersham Place. Then they spend time in London. And then, like, then, other stuff happens in London still. And then they, like, come back to Somersham Place, end of book. So, like, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay, so tell so me, tell he me. he pulls her onto the terrace. Okay, because, okay, one thing that's happened is that she's written to her brother to be, like, come and, come and get me. Because he's gotten a little bit tyrannical at one point. And, um... And she's like, I'm not going to deal with this anymore. I, I should go because he's not giving it up. And like, it's it's pretty confusing, mm-hmm. basically, to her. So Michael arrives. Which, like, for good reason. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Michael arrives, her older brother, and he, devil stops him beforehand to be like, I don't know what Honoria wrote to you, but I will, I'll just start from the beginning and tell you everything that happened. Does that work? And Michael's like, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. So he tells him the whole thing. And then he's like, yeah. And so I, I think the only thing to do is to get married. And Michael hilariously is like, to you, devil, Sylvester, Sinster. And he's like, yeah, who else would marry her? And he's like, I'm just, listen, I was just checking. <laughs> he's yeah. like, I was just making sure. I don't know if you're pawning her off to a cousin or something. So, Charles. and then he's like, he's like, well, I, I want to be able to like sort of persuade her. And Michael's like, not coerce her. And he's like, no, absolutely not. But yeah. I do need her like kind of close by in For order. For my plan to work. Yeah. So they come up with this plan that like the the dowager will just tell everyone in town that like they're she's her companion and people can mm-hmm. like come to the conclusions they'll come to on their own. But since yes. they're sinsters, they don't they don't like have to play by society's rules and like they don't owe anyone. Well, yeah, an explanation. when you're when you're like one step below royalty. <laughs> and you've been a like your name has been a solid gentry name for the past like 800 years you sure the fuck yeah. don't ha- you could do whatever the fuck you ding dong want to i mean and the amount of times he talks about his ancestors as being like conquerors and stuff and like how they sent his dad to go like deal with a scottish uprising and shit like yeah it, it's not all good well because so there's like there's a lot of problems <laughs> well there's there's a lot of stuff that's gonna come up over and over in this book regarding that where the sinister men are mm. considered invulnerable like yeah. they can't die mm. sinister men true true sinister men i was pissed about this at the end die in their bed Mm-hmm. Why were you? That's so in? mean to Tolly. Don't say that shit. So I or Tolly didn't do anything. I considered it not the same thing because he was murdered. He was this one invulnerable, the one not invulnerable sinister. He did still die in a bed, though. Does that make him not a real sinister? Then I think he like, died in mean. a bed. I, th- I think he died in a bed, and so therefore he's a real sinister. You want to know who's not a real sinister? The one who got two gunshots through his chest. That's the one. Yeah, that's the fucking one. Yeah, so anyway, he's like, I need her close at hand. So we think that like the Duchess should just introduce her to the ton. Because even mm-hmm. though she hasn't like been, she's been governessing around it, she hasn't really been in it at all. So Michael convinces her to, like, hang there for three months, saying that, like, you don't, this is not saying that you're going to marry Devil. This is saying that in those three months, you will consider marrying Devil. And if at the end the answer is no, Devil and I will figure out what to do that is, like, kind of appropriate. Yeah. And, and, and then the key thing that happens between Michael and devil is that he gives him the actual lowdown on what happened in their past. And that is that like, Mm -hmm. yes, the parents died in an accident, but it was specifically a carriage accident in a storm. And it also a tree 
got hit by lightning and fell onto the carriage and big old trigger warning. You are not trigger warning for child death. Yeah. It, the parents weren't the only ones in the curricle. Like, so were there two. It was their mother, their father, and then their baby brother and sister. And they they called them like immediately. Yeah. And both yeah. horses died. Like it was. And a t- this is when oh. we find out. So this is when we find out. This is why she never wants to get married. It's because she never wants yeah. to have children because she's terrified of losing anything. Like she's terrified of losing the people that she loves. And it's I'm also part right of the now. reason. Oh, <laughs> but sh- so Sorry. she, we fi- like, we put that together later in the book when mm. she basically Devil puts it together right away. Well, I didn't because I'm a big old fucking numb nuts. Okay. <laughs> after you (laughs) i'm coming after me because when it came up i was like fuck i should have known that because like the whole book i was like why is she so adamantly against marriage and then i was like oh it's because 1818 marriage comes with children that's why yeah but so she it was just really sad especially marriage to a duke and she keeps on telling him that she's like yeah i can't marry you specifically like i i can't do it and he oh it's so because well, like maybe somebody Michael, else, if she did get married to somebody else, they may be okay with not having children. But a right. duke, and like there's no option, and not even just a duke, like the dukiest duke. It's yeah, hard to find totally. a dukier duke. Right, right, right. Well, and and Michael says that um, when it happened, they were they had been standing in the window looking at the drive, um, and they and had been he like shut joking. his eyes. And but when the she accident watched happened, the entire time. Yeah. Fuck. And that's like, that's Honoria to a T, you know? Yeah. Cause she doesn't, she's not going to turn away from the bad things. She doesn't no. turn away from the bad things a single time in this book. Oh, no. God. And so, and so he's like, I, she like reached for the window and I grabbed her. And that's when she like crumpled against me. And he says like, it seemed like she was so sad that like she couldn't like she didn't have the strength to sob. It was just those just, silent was flowing tears. tears exactly Fuck. like it was at the fucking cabin and like <laughs> Um yeah, uh, so tear break. <laughs> I know. I know. I feel like a weirdo, but I can't help it. So Devil's like, "Oh, this makes a ton of sense now, you know?" So, okay, let's jump ahead to my favorite interaction, one of them. No, wait. Wait. You were saying that's in chapter 10, right? I have a moment in chapter 11. Oh, Oh, okay. I thought you were jumping beyond that. No, no, no. This is the chapter 10 thing. So he pulls her onto the terrace to chat. And he's like, basically like, if if we're going to enact this three-month plan, I need to know that you're going to seriously consider being my wife during those three months. Like you're not going to do your stubborn and Strither Weatherby thing and just already have your mind made up. If we're doing this, I really need you to think about it. And she says, I'll consider, but I just need you to know that like, there's a snowball's chance in hell that I'll change my mind. And then they go back and forth about how she's not going to change her mind, no matter how much she considers it. And then finally she says, and don't, Look, don't you see me as a challenge devil? That is not what's going on here. And he says, you're challenge personified. And she says, you're riding for a fall, your grace. And he says, I'll be riding you before Christmas. (gasps) 
<laughs> that was chapter 10 that was chapter 10 i thought i highlighted OMG. that yeah i do remember that part though holy shit <gasps> he i was like so many witty little innuendos <sighs> and i'm like that was a where? lot and then like he gets to the he gets to like the the meat of the matter and he's like don't think that you can walk away from your destiny because this is fate. Like he says, literally, you were born and bred to be at the head of the ton, and that position is currently at your feet. And then like they go back and forth. And then he says, you will be what you were meant to be mine. And then she like puts her tail between her legs and like leaves the terrace. <laughs> she can't. Ooh. She like flounces off like how fucking dare you she's you so overwhelmed tyrant. i just yeah. I mean, me too though me too same devil, devil i like there were a couple of times in this book where i got a little flustered during their like back and forth and i was like where's my fainting I'll, couch i'll yes yeah, so i need my smelling salts where are they <laughs> what are uh, they also then, so then <laughs> like he so she <laughs> So he, she, so she calls him a tyrant a bazillion times in this book, right? Yeah. And she is not wrong. Devil is very uh, adamant and set that he is his way or the highway kind of thing. And so after this, she needs a whole new set of gowns. And so she ends up oh going God. to the Modiste with the Dowager and she mm -hmm. gets there. And <laughs> a letter comes to Celestine, <laughs> who's the Modiste, mm -hmm. and she, because as we know, Honoria is not lacking for funds. And so she's getting all no. drawn up and picking fabrics and yada yada. And so she gets a whole new wardrobe. And the reason that and she says it, it's outrageously I'm, expensive. Oh, yes. And the reason that I'm even bringing this up because it's like it is a plot point, but not one that necessarily needs to happen oh, to move forward no, in the book. But also, it's like, pretty it important. is because yeah. later in the book, she never gets the bill, and so she goes to Celestine's and she says, "Where's the bill?" And Celestine goes, "Oh, the Duke paid it," and Honoria is pissed that comes later Big in the book mad. but this is like this becomes like a arguing point like a point of mm -hmm. friction between them it does become a point of friction because they do yeah. make out after one of their conversations yeah. um but he's like i would pay for it and she's like no even if we ever did get married because she starts melting about quarter three two third a quarter to a third of the way through the book she starts being like yeah. hmm well, well, because she's like being presented to a lot of the people and like she knows that no matter what she does, she everybody's giving off signals that like she is his future fiance, but they can't say anything she, because they're all in mourning. She is literally the only person on her side. Everybody uh, is on devil's side everybody yeah. the dowager is hella on her, his side all yeah. of his cousins the whole family the twins keep going so when are you and devil getting married like yeah everybody and it finally like it finally starts to change her mind finally starts to change at one of these functions where just an just a wise crone just an old so ass that's who i lady. was that's the, that was what i was gonna say when i said oh yeah i thought you were skipping for it. so lady no. osbaldstone that's the one 
she is just a cranky mm. old matron of the ton. Mm-hmm. And she is a grand dame of the ton. And she seems like an English she, Skeeter to me. Well, she you know Skeeter get, from Steel Magnolias? Just like, just doesn't take anybody's shit. Okay, anyway, sorry, sorry, go ahead. But good reference. Listener, you'll yeah. get that. And <laughs> um, Honoria basically gets pawned off onto her because she's waving. And I think it was Louise, Tolly's mother, wants who to talk to her. <laughs> was like, I can't talk to her. I'm going to end up there no. all night and I have things that I have to do. And she was like, Honoria, go talk to her. So Honoria goes and talks to her. And Lady Osbaldstone is not taking any prisoners. This is murder on the field because she's like, why mm-hmm. wouldn't you marry him? Like, because she's like, mm-hmm. Honoria's like, well, I don't know that I want to get married. I have these things that I want to do and blah, blah, blah. And Lady Osbaldstone is straight up like, uh, well, he's obsessed with you. And so take mm-hmm. my advice, girl. Make sure he never loses it. Never let him take you for granted. The best way mm-hmm. to hold such men is to make them work for their pleasure. And then they mm-hmm. continue having these this conversation. And by the end of it, she has some thoughts to chew on for the yeah, next because, couple of days like not only does it illuminate to her that like this could hurt him socially as well but one of the things that lady Osboldstone says that's the most impactful is like devil you have needs... all the control here well no more than that it's like devil needs you as a wife i can tell that you don't take any shit either and that's what mm-hmm. he needs like are you are you going to condemn him to a life being married to like just a, a pushover who doesn't little... talk at all? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, that's a life with no passion. Well, and she's like, but, oh, the, shit. but the really important thing is that she, yeah. Lady Osbaldstone puts it in her head that she has mm. all the power and that she yeah, yeah, yeah. can influence devil. And that is confirmed mm in this chapter because mm-hmm. devil's like you will have nothing to do with finding the murderer and she's like mm-hmm. fuck i won't that's right absolutely i will i am also helping with this i'm going to help as best i can and do all of these things because guess what i'm the best qualified man to be the woman mm-hmm. who gets to get information from everybody all of the women that yeah. you're not going to be talking to and devil yeah. acquiesces yeah he's like Okay. And so he still continues to keep secrets a little bit, but then they have another conversation and she's like, no, he's going to eat out of the palm of my hand. And so she pushes it. She's like, you will tell me. And so guess what? He starts telling her they're having conversations in the sitting room every day. And he gives her the updates about what's been going on with finding. Yeah. Because she realizes the first time he acquiesces that he's still doing like the pat pat on the head. You good little Mm -hmm. woman thing. Because he promised to tell her what he knows, but he didn't promise to tell her what he knows before he acted on anything. Mm-hmm. So basically he just so like, she's getting late information. Like yeah, information. And she's like, I'm not fucking doing that. And one of the things she found out um at this party where Lady Oswald Stone was is that um the twins saw Tolly and spent like all of dinner and into the evening with Tolly the day and before he was he died. right the night before yeah and he mm-hmm. was in a great mood he was in a fabulous mood and they all thought that like he had found out something that you know he was upset about and then he was going to go tell devil about it but up until he left their house way after dinner and brandies and all the bullshit he was super, super happy. And so now they've narrowed that window down. 
Well, because they had already questioned Tolly's father, Arthur, yeah. nope, George. Yeah. They had already mm -hmm. asked George about it, and George had said that Tolly was, was a little reserved subdued. and yeah. subdued and quiet, and they they just took it at face value that something had happened before dinner and right. all of that. And then the twins were like, no, and everyone, like the whole family was like, well, he's literally not capable of hiding. Like he could not have lied Any of his emotions. That. And guess what? They wouldn't have known about that if she hadn't been with the rest of the family and got the information from the cousins. They would never have thought yeah. to go talk to the twins to see what they yeah, had and to he say says, about it. He says, I didn't think about like how young men often react to their fathers and get like mm -hmm. serious in order to like make a good impression That's a or whatever. fucking mood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's neat because we watch them, we watch him fighting against his sort of patriarchal instincts, his awful patriarchal instincts to, like, keep her safe and put her on a pedestal and, like, keep her behind in a china cabinet kind of situation. And she's just mm -hmm. like, fuck that and fuck you. Either I'm a teammate, like, I'm going to be, if you want me to be your duchess, that means a very specific thing to me. And it means I'm not just going to sit at home. Yeah. Twiddling my thumbs teamwork. while you're off doing things. Like, right. I support you. You support me. This is not a, like, you're king of the castle and I just sit right. on my ass and play pretty with my embroidery all day long. You can't ask that of me. Because yeah. in that case, I'm not your partner. I'm not your wife. Right. I'm, like, what am I? I'm a piece of furniture. I would like to throw out there, though, real quick. Please. So, in this office, when she is, like... Throws it in his face. Well, not throws it in his face, but makes it clear that she is useful because mm -hmm. she can get information that he can't and things like that. Yeah. They, she starts to taunt him and walk around the desk and he starts following her. And then she like very, very oh, specifically yeah. walks up to the bookshelf and she's saying all of these taunting words to him. Yeah, because she's and trying then, to find out whether or not they have passion. Yes. She's like, do we actually have passion in this relationship? Uh -huh. and, and so, so she, she turns around goading him. And he's like stalking her. And then when she turns mm -hmm. around, he's like right up on her. And mm -hmm. then they hard make out against the yeah. bookshelf. And it was hot. And it then hot. after it's all done and she's leaving the room, she in the, the very last line of the chapter is she'd got her wolf to pounce and he hadn't even realized he'd been baited. And I was uh -huh. like, Honoria, <gasps> I love you. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> she's already, like, fully on the train to Melttown. And then this, this Modiste thing happens. And she's like, mm -hmm. I will pay my own fucking bills. Even if we get married, I'm still going to pay my own fucking bills because I can. And he's like, I didn't do it because, like, I thought you were a poor <laughs> Jeez, that's the way not... he said it too. I was like, Literally. "Damn, that was yeah." Like, <laughs> as, as a poor, yeah, I, I took some offense at, at the way that he said it, yeah. but also like, I understand why Honoria didn't because to them, because that's their everyone's whole thing. a poor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So then we find out after a while because she's like fucking pissed and she's not gonna she's not dealing with this. She's not OK with it. And it's really changing her mind back because if this is the way he's going to act, then she can't have a healthy relationship with him. Yeah. And so at one point he shows up in her like morning room or something and he's like, I came to apologize. And she says, for what? 
because this is right after they do that big giant makeout. And he says, for what happened with Celestine, or she, he says like for appropriating Celestine's bill. And she's like, oh good. I thought he was going to say last night, but like, so how much, no. so how yeah, much so do I owe like, you? Right. And he's let like, me, no, no, let me pay you back. No, you're not paying me back. I refuse to do yeah. that. However, and then she's like, she's like, I well, what, do why it are again. you apologizing? <laughs> yeah. Why are you apologizing if you're not going to give it back to me? And so then he sits down next to her and he's like, listen, it's the bill came over my desk and I was sitting there and I was like, the only way a bill like this would come to me is if you were my wife. And so I, I couldn't help myself. I, I just, I had to pay it. I had to do it because it just made me so happy thinking about the fact that like you would be my wife. And she was like, were you pretending to be my husband and that's why you paid the bill and he goes practicing practicing for when i it will was... be your husband <laughs> so cute <laughs> <laughs> he was to be cosplaying clear, their nuptials to be clear <laughs> i would like it put on the record that i would not be upset if somebody paid for an entire you can pay my bill yeah, I'm fine you with can that. pay any of my bills, really. Listen, like, it's your money. You should do what you want with it. And do if what that you want. is, <laughs> yeah, pay yeah. my student loans or get me a whole new wardrobe, let a bitch Boy. know. Yeah, I'm ready. I have a list of things. You can <laughs> yeah. reach us at heavingbosomspodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Let me know if you have some extra dollars. And uh -huh. I'm not going to uh -huh. be mad about any of it, is yeah. all. So then we move on to <laughs> Honoria's very first ball. So they're in London and they're going yeah. to, who is it? Richmond's? Yeah. So the Duchess of Richmond is throwing a ball. Mm. Throwing. That makes it sound like a like house party. Like She's hosting. <laughs> hosting a ball. <laughs> and so it's her very first ball. Meanwhile, all of the St. Ives family is still in... Or Half not morning. I keep saying St. Ives. I, it's They're the, the sinister sinsters, family. Yeah. yeah. So all of the sinsters are still in mourning. Everyone still has their black bands on. And so when you're in mourning, you don't dance. And right. she is getting picked up by all the people. And she's mm -hmm. like, no. Like, she keeps telling them, no, I won't dance. Well, no, not yet. Because Chattingworth. Chilling, Chillingworth. Chillingsworth. Chillingsworth is basically devil's, like friendly rivalry like yeah like but they but treat like, each other a, like arch nemeses yes but like they just like banter at each other constantly but chillingsworth comes up and asks for her hand to dance and she goes ahead and she does put her hand in wait, his wait, wait, hand no, wait but first she says to herself i thought to myself i would i would dance with anybody at a ball because i was going to be making a statement that like things aren't settled and i live my own life but then well, yeah, she because... like she can feel devil tensing beside her at the thought of her waltzing mm -hmm. with another man, let alone. Well, yeah, because a work. waltz, they may as well be fucking on the dance floor. I mean, drop it like I, it's I've, hot, baby. I've seen your grind before, Honoria Prudence. OK, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, Get my low. God. Get low, get, get low, low, get, get low. low. <laughs> oh my God. I, somebody sent me a TikTok the other day of West, like it's a TikTok channel called West Coast Swing. Yeah. Uh -huh. I love swing dancing. I haven't got it I love forever, West Coast Swing. But I 
I haven't done as much West Coast swing, but I oh, want so to good. learn one day. But I would like it's like they're dancing to like to Lizzo the window and like to the wall. Just, <laughs> yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. But anyway, that was a super side note. But so she ends up telling him no. Yeah, she I says thank you, sir, but you. I don't dance tonight. Uh-huh. Or like I'm not dancing at all. And Devil's like, oh, M G. She's my girl. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's his tail is wagging. But to him, she's still like, I will never marry you. But inside, she's like, well, I'm probably going to marry him. I'm probably going to marry him. I don't know. Maybe. Jury's still out. (laughs) It's my little secret. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. So then what else happens? After the Richmond ball, like Horatia their other aunt decides to throw a ball to to signal that the sinsters are going to be back on the town or whatever and so she's sort of like helping organize this that is ball. my favorite yeah. fucking scene of the entire is, goddamn book this is when the orangery happens <gasps> i know i got to add i got to add orangery to my tags because of this <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> so they go to this ball and she has decided that tonight she's going to tell him to that accept she his proposal. Is, yeah, because they're going to at their first waltz, they are going to waltz and while they're on the floor, she's going to accept his proposal. And then she gets there and realizes he's wearing the damn morning band still, which means he won't yeah. be dancing. And she's like, so she's t- saying no to everybody again. She's like, no, I'm not dancing tonight. Blah, 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 blah. And then he like snuffles her out of the ballroom. He's like, I need to show you something. Yeah. So they go off adventuring into the house and he takes her through these hallways. And then he brings her into a, it seemed like a partially underground orange yeah because you could hear the ballroom on top of them but yeah there was also all of the glass to be clear listener yeah. and orangery if you don't know what that is it's basically an it's basically a green it's a greenhouse yeah but it's like an atrium oranges. in a house yeah for orange trees yeah and other stuff too but lord lord knows trees. they need they need those uh fruits so they don't get that scurvy in the middle yeah of you gotta get those vitamin c's uh-huh but only yes. if you're fucking rich Everybody so, else can get all the scurvy they want and they then, don't care. I don't even care about them getting scurvy right now either because he pulls her to him and he starts, they start to waltz because they he can says, hear the my, music. He says, my dance, my lady. And she's like, oh my God. So he waltzes with her around the orange uh-huh. And then yeah. like shit goes down it they is start on kissing and she oh and we didn't say this so that she's wearing a dress that um celestine had made her that is basically like it's like roman themed or like roman it's inspired hot. because it's like a drapey gown she has no under petticoat or anything like that it's basically just fabric hanging on her and it's held together mm-hmm. with um clips at her shoulders and like mm-hmm. when she first came down he was he was apoplectic literally stunned speechless yeah like and then he came up and like gave her a smooch and it was oh incredible so now they're in the orangery and they're dancing and then they start like kissing and and she starts responding to him super hard Uh and then like her boobs are out and she's trying to get all of his clothes off. And there's a day bed in there that a like, chase. I guess somebody embroiders on. 
And so they like they they're, put the embroider on the ground. He's on top of her. Her they're tits making are out. out. He's yeah. He's tits are fully her? out. He fingers her, and then and then she starts like ripping at his clothing, and he's yes. like, "No, stop!" And so she like he he steps away from her because he can feel that he's getting passionate and that he's getting he's losing control of himself, and he's about to fuck her down on that right chaise there. lounge and right there. he's and like he says, no this I is not how i want to bed you and so then she stands up and she's like you're just gonna leave me like this well and but wait 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 this is important i'm sorry before any of that happens he says this is not the way i want to bed you and she's like what are you talking what was this even about and he's like well shockingly I really just came here to waltz with you where no one could see us <laughs> and because she I'm still in mourning. And a little horn bag. Yes. Because she's horny for him. Yes. Hardcore and has been. And like one of the reasons she accepted the whole three month proposition was because before he did the like your mind thing, she was like, I don't know. He was talking about how he could teach me about pleasure. And like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind oh, learning yeah. about pleasure before I go to Africa. Like that's This is good. even before. Yeah. But He's once like, he did like have the, medallions your, with him. Right. But once he said like your mind, she was like, oh, I can't. I can't do that because sisters like don't let go of what they possess or something like that mm-hmm. anyway so she's like he, she's like why won't you though and he goes because i i need your answer i need to know that you want to be my wife and the mother and she's of like, my children she's like i she's have like, an answer for you and she's, she's like, like what I the fuck do you now? think this is about after i got you now that you're all horned up whatever you yeah. say is not going to be in your right mind you're and under then- my sex spell ma'am <laughs> Okay, I am a sex wizard. Oh, oh, get ready for sex wizard. One of my favorite things to ever happen in any book. When this happens in a book, I fucking lose my mind. It's my favorite fucking thing. He's Uh like, fine, I'll take care of you. So he unclips her dress and lets it fall to the ground and they go stand in front of a mirror mm-hmm. her back to his front and then he has one arm around her and is like playing with her boobs and mm-hmm. then his other hand is like reaching down and she, every time she starts to close her eyes he's like no open them no, i want watch you to what see. i'm doing and then watch yourself they just Oh my god! That's like and then, anytime anytime characters have sex in front of a mirror, I lose my I ding dong it. mind. It's one I of my it. favorite things. Like especially when they're supposed to be incredibly buttoned up. Like that's that's especially yeah. fun. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. No matter what, it was. Yeah. So by the way, I messaged you about this, but I'm pretty sure that some of the longest sex scenes I've ever read in my life yeah. are in this book. Yeah. They're thorough. Okay. They're like, they're like 30 pages long. It's hot. Yes. Oh yeah. There's no complaints. It's great. And so great. she, she finally comes and he, like she collapses because it felt so good. This is her first oh, orgasm. She's been taken and to a different mortal he, plane. He like scoops her up and like she rests on the chaise. And when she finally comes to again, she sees that he is back in the mirror. He's getting all, he's tying up his cravat and mm-hmm. they get dressed again. And so and then she sees Time a shadowy figure the as they're leaving. There's a shadowy figure in the orangery creeping hardcore on them. And in yeah. my brain, I, w- by the way, I'm so sorry. I can't hold it in anymore because at this point I already knew who it was. And yeah, so for did sure. 
melody. So listener, yeah, because what happened in my brain, literally my note. So the highlight is turning. She peered between the orange trees. What is it? Devil followed her gaze. I thought I saw someone, but it must have been mm. a shifting shadow. And my no. note was fucking creepy little Charles shithead. It's Charles. <laughs> They're always talking about him being like a boxy figure. Uh-huh. And I'm like, first of all, come on now. But second of all, like, it's it's definitely Charles. Like It's, it's Charles. God. Mm. And have we learned also, that Charles is a sharpshooter yet? Or is that later? At some point that happens. Yeah. yeah. Two things happen with Charles that are important that we forgot to tell them. One is Devil is like, okay, it seems like you're a little bit, um, you know, bored. So would you prefer to go for a stroll in the park or like a drive around the Smurgle Blurkle? She's like, let's go for a drive. And so, first of all, she learns on that drive that she's the only woman he's ever driven in his whole life because it's tantamount to a declaration of, like, impending marriage. And so, first of all, Honoria, you call yourself a finishing governess. You and, like, you know say that, you know ma'am. all the signals. I feel like thou dost protest too much. Yeah. And, like, you were, you knew you were going to marry him from the start. Anyway. While they're on this drive, um, they see Charles, like, on the street, and he's like, he understands what this signal means. And so he's like, this is weird. I thought you said that you, like, you know, weren't, I'm I'm surprised to see you together, basically, this smarmy mm-hmm. asshole. And then she's like, oh, no, I'm just spending time with the Dowager for three months, and then I'm definitely going to Africa. And he's like, oh, okay, yeah, totally, totally cool. All right, carry on, live your life. Another scene, all of the the bar sinster, which is mm. the six cousins that like really get along and are hot and mm-hmm. stuff. They're all shooting and Charles comes up and they're like, oh, this is the one thing Charles has in common with us. He also mm-hmm. really likes to shoot. Turns out he's a sharpshooter. He's the best shot of all of them. Yeah. And this is when, I mean, long before that, because I knew before that, but I think. But this I was a confirmation. Chapter- yeah, and around chapter 10, I messaged you, and then I decided that since we knew, and we were Sherlock like, Holmeses. Literally, like, an hour prior to that, I almost messaged you yeah. and ended up not doing it. Like, you yeah, and yeah, I yeah. were on the same wavelength that day, <laughs> yeah. where it was like, it's Charles! It's Charles! And, like, I'm sorry, I am now a Sherlock Holmes. Anyway. So, then, this is also when there, at one point... And I don't remember exactly where it is because I'm not seeing where exactly it is. That's not true. Okay, actually, this happens before the sharpshooting incident. Yeah. Devil ends up going for a ride on his yes. face, which is another kind yeah. of horse and buggy. <sighs> I don't know why they're different. <laughs> and he's going for a ride with it. He and Sligo. Yeah. Sligo? Sligo is what I said. I don't mm, know. I said Sligo. Mm. Any hoodles. Him and his little uh, second he and his, his Batman in Waterloo. His Robin. Who, yeah. Yeah. But I think a Batman was like a real thing. It was like an oh. assistant to a captain or I something. You were... oh. At Waterloo. No. You know, obviously, Devil would be Batman. Yes. And Sligo, I guess, could be Robin. But I think Vane is much more the Robin if we're, if we're doing that comparison. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So yeah, so but he like they, goes out for yeah. a ride and the phaeton breaks, like the axle shatters, and they both almost die. 
Yeah. And like Sligo is way fucked up, but yes. Devil has like some scratches on him and things like that. And so he gets back to the house and everyone's like, And Holy she's shit. immediately Yeah, she's immediately like, No, this was not an accident. Somebody tried to kill you. This is definitely intentional. And like later on when he gets home that night, there's a storm. And so he's like, okay, I'm going to go up and make sure that she's okay. Turns out she is sleepwalking. And she's like, why are you here? How did you know? And he says, well, during storms, you sleepwalk. And she says, no, I don't. Like for years, I've lived with different families. I've gone through multiple storms. And she realizes it's when like death comes to call that she yeah. sleepwalks during a storm. Because she did it the night that Tolly died. She did it when her parents and everybody died. Like, And now she if... did it when he was obviously attempted murdered. Mm -hmm. And he's like, we're going to talk about this when you're like more level-headed and stuff because it super was an accident. And she's like, God mm -hmm. fucking damn it. No, it wasn't. Anyway, mm -hmm. so then like finally she's like had it because he keeps on kind of are you just, going to where I think you're going? Yes, I am. Absolutely. Good. Yes. So he's avoiding her. He's like, not at breakfast ever. And she's like, I'm he trying can't, to tell he can't, you. Because like, he can't control himself, but also he doesn't right. want to hear it from her right after she's been in horny town. Yeah. And so he's like, I have to keep us to public situations. And meanwhile, she's trying to figure out a time when she can tell him, yes, I'm going to marry you, you dick nose. Mm -hmm. So she's just like, fuck it. He's out late. That's fine. I am. I'm just going to be in his bed when he gets home. And, and so, so she, she sneaks into his room and is just like in a nighty laying in his bed. Sleeping. Sleeping. And he's like, Defcon fuck. most extreme. Yeah. What the fuck do I do? Like he hasn't, he has no idea what to do with himself. So he wakes so her he up. Just, he like he's no, he wait, touches her he ankle wakes, through. The, wait, before oh, he yeah. wakes her up, he like stands on one side of the bed and looks at her, and he's like, "No, this is too close." And then he stands on the other side of the bed and looks at her, and he's like, "No, she's too beautiful from this direction." Then he ends up like at the foot of the bed, and he's looking at her, and then he like he like sits at the very edge of the bed and just yeah. like wiggles her ankle, and then yeah, she does it through the blanket. Yeah. Like he can't and even then, touch her ankle skin, and then, and then he does it again, and she like wakes up, and she's like, "Oh, there you are." Like, and, and he's, he's like, like, what the, what are you doing? And she says, I'm here to be your wife. This is what we're like, doing now. And he's still like, no, what are you talking about? And she's like, would you agree that at present I am free of your seductive influence, free <laughs> of coercion or manipulation? And he was watching her closely. He hesitated, then nodded. <laughs> like, I love the idea of him just being like, oh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and she, she like hollers at him. Basically, she's like, I have a declaration to make. <laughs> and like, I love Honoria so much because that is exactly the level of drama I would also handle this situation with. Absolutely. And so she ends up like crawling over to him on the bed and like grabbing his <gasps> the front of his shirt and she goes oh, I want to marry you I want to be your wife your duchess to face the world at your side I want to bear your children and then it's on TM it's fucking on like although it was so funny so they're making out hardcore she ends up laying on the bed he's like over her and like they're like mm -hmm going at it and he's like i gotta be mm -hmm. careful and slow and gentle because this is her first time blah 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 and she is taking no fucking prisoner she is going no. like full speed ahead choo choo yeah one way ticket to pound town and to the yeah. point where he pushes away and he's like for god's sake slow 
down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, devil, you brought this on yourself. You have been teasing this woman yes. for so long. And now that she is finally able to say that, like, get her proclamation out. My yeah. God, devil, you need to get with it. <laughs> you better stand and deliver is what you better do. Like, well, and she says, he's like, slow down. And she says, I'm 24 years old. I have waited long enough. So he like puts her, he sits up and he puts her on top of him. And then he's like, so this, hot. Is, this is so hot. I'm, I am so pro having sex for the first time. If you're a person who has a vagina, having sex for the first time on top. Big, big, yeah, because you get to control it. Yes, yes, absolutely. But she doesn't so, know enough to control it, so he gets up. He gets up on his knees, and so he's sitting on his ankles essentially because mm -hmm. he knows that this way he can't go too deep. He can't hurt yeah. her, and so he yeah. ends up like pulling her up into his lap and like yeah. slowly lowering her to him, and then like yeah. basically letting gravity do the work. Until well, yeah, and she's like, she's sort of like bouncing up and down and like trying to figure out like what's going on. Uh -huh. And he says, he says, what do you, she says, it's, it's really strange having you inside me. I, but I find it rather, and she, she pauses and he goes, surprising. She goes, enthralling. And like, he uh -huh. loses his goddamn mind. Uh -huh. So after that, she's like, I, I mean, I guess. I really thought it wasn't going to fit because she kept on being like, oh, no, this is not going to work. Like, it's in her too it's big. In her point of view. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's in her point of view. And so she's like, she's like, I've never wanted a thing. In, like, I feel so empty. I've never wanted a thing inside me so much. But I still think logistically this is impossible. This isn't going to work. This is not. And he says, I will fit eventually. And she's like eventually like you're penetrating me right now and he's like not yet babe basically none of that happens but he like throws her down on the bed and he's like well because in this position he break he yeah. basically bre breaches her maidenhead sure her, from this yeah. position because that's yeah. how that happens it's and a then, scrunchie not a cellophane everyone <laughs> yep <laughs> there's no tamper evidence seal here like nope 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 so nope. anyway he like lays her down and then they just they go at it a couple of they, times that night it's hot like it's great it's so oh my god it's so good and then the and and the, oh and this is when he finally starts registering mm -hmm. love he doesn't mm -hmm. like he doesn't have a name for it but he so at one point he was talking he's like i've he's never had sex confused like confused about this emotion that he's feeling yeah. after they've had sex like she is curled up on him and she's like mm -hmm. touching his chest and like laying on his side and all those things and he's like uh whatever it is stole his breath and left him curiously weak oddly shaken and like mm -hmm. this was the first when he's like oh shit shit although of a point i noticed this in this book and you probably did too because they make a yeah. point of it at the end he never says i love you out loud no. but she she gets it she's like i don't she need to hear the words because i know that he loves me there's no Meanwhile, question about it he does need to hear the words and he never like outright asks her but he's like at some point i'm gonna have to like figure out a way to wheedle the information out of her without making it seem like it's important to me yeah like i care <laughs> like it means anything to me hmm. it's and hilarious then it and then the funniest thing ever is that night so they finally fall asleep and when he wakes up in the morning she's 
gone. And mm. he's such a huffy baby. He like rolls over and realizes she's gone. And he's like, damn the woman. Didn't she know? But uh, obviously not. But women, wives are supposed to stay in the bed so that we can like have Do morning fun sex. in the mornings. And then she yeah. won't be able to get up because I'll have ridden her or I'll have ridden her so well. And God, <laughs> I'll have to talk to her about this. From yeah, now on. I'll have to teach her. This is another thing I'll teach her about the ways of uh -huh. pleasure. Yeah. Anyway, and so then, like they're going to get married in four weeks. Oh, yeah. One more thing. Yeah. That night he gets up to his room and she's not, she's there. not there. And he's like, what? How? He's like, what, what? the actual how? fuck? I have been fantasizing about this all day. Uh -huh. She was supposed to be in my bed. And, and so then he's so like, he, oh, I'm going to go get her. So and he doesn't even Bad get dressed like he like because he's already naked. And so he puts on mm. his little uh, dressing robe and he leaves his bare feet and stuff. And he goes striking down tromping. the hallway like but quietly because everyone's asleep. But yeah. like silently but tromping like in down the hallway and then comes around a corner and runs into her and then he Bam. damn near like it's right outside the dowager's bedroom door and he damn mm. near takes her on that table yeah yeah he like he has to pull himself back and be like god damn it okay we got to go back to her room and, and then well, and like the thing that stops him is that a he knows that she's like a little bit too new to this to be able to keep quiet and b mm -hmm. he just has to hear her scream again and like they can't yeah. do that right outside his mom's room. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh, and then this is and this is also when they realize um she makes a well he makes the comment that he's too big for her bed in her guest room, which he is. Yeah. He's like a foot too tall for it. But uh, this is where we find out that he's going to be staying overnight in her room from here on out because ultimately the people of the household will not think twice if he's walking around yeah practically naked. But if she's walking around practically naked. That's a problem. Everybody's going to know what's going on. I mean, as if they didn't already. Oh, my You're God. Screaming. Webster, Webster, Holy and Sligo Webster. absolutely know. They know all. Yeah. OK, so here's the thing. Just another point that happened at that same Horatia ball before any of this, you know, sex stuff happens. And like she finally tells him is that all of the boys like the bar sinster look at Charles and Charles is like, they're like, oh, man, how how long do you think it's going to be? Like, let's put a wager on when they're going to get married. And Charles no. is like, oh, no, they're definitely not. I spoke with her specifically. And like, she's going to Africa. And they're like, this is one of my favorite moments because they look at him and they're like, don't you haven't you ever like women are known like have been known to change their minds before. And he's like, yeah, but she's way too like practical and awesome for that. And then one of them looks at him and he goes, I don't know if you've noticed, but like she's incredibly well built <laughs> and like a definite target for devil's attentions. And like I had to listen to that a couple of times before I realized it was him being like, have you seen her? She's roll hot. She's got a yeah. body on her and like <laughs> he's going after it. Oh, my God. It's so funny. I anyway, mean, like so. Charles Fair. is like, oh, shit, maybe it is like they are going to get married. Oh, no. And then after that, his phaeton collapses and all the bullshit. So now, like, they get married. I think we basically go from proposal and, like, talking about the dowager and all the aunts, like, planning the yes. wedding to straight because to the wedding. they are, like, we're going to, they have a wedding. It's a wedding. That's fine. But the night of the wedding... 
They go back up to their room, his room. Now they're in the Duchess and the Duke's suite. It's not the wedding. Isn't that her informal ball? I don't don't know. Honestly, the the wedding. No, you're right. It wasn't the wedding. No, they just have really good sex. And he goes down on her for the first time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He does some excellent cunnilingus on her. I got that mixed up with poisoning. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it poisons the whole brain and everything. You can't cope. Uh Yeah. Yeah. So he goes down on her. He like hard edges the shit out of her. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. That also happens. So then, like, they do married stuff, and then they have mm-hmm. to, like, go to London because there's, like, a bad rumor going around, and he has, like, gotten a dude to, like, figure out the rumor. It doesn't matter. But he has also, to go. to be yeah. clear, so, listener, for you to understand, the yeah. rumor is that one of the men in the Sinster family has been seen at a brothel, a high-end brothel. And I was like... That's not that big of a deal in eighteen eighteen. Well, apparently, for the sisters, well that the is. bar sisters are absolutely against it, and they think it's horrible. And how dare everyone? Well, you yeah, because just... they can go to a ball and get fucked. Dickless. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, whenever you, they want you, to. You should just be like wiping out debutantes at balls that is a better way to go about it no okay not not even debutantes married women oh yeah married ladies anybody really because married women married women and widows mean that they're not gonna get attached Uh uh-huh and like they don't want to talk about it that was one of the things when they were driving He's like, I, I don't drive women. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, you're not a renowned misogynist. And he says, well, think about it. One, unmarried ladies have never gotten the invitation to drive with me because it's just about a declaration. And then all of the married ladies, like, don't really want to make any kind of declaration like that. So, yeah, mm. I've never driven anyone. Um. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the the rumor is we find out way later that it's like about a brothel question mark and it really never adds up to anything. So in this same conversation, this is one of the first times that Honoria starts getting jealous and she's like, I should tattoo my fucking name on his forehead, on his forehead and his cock. Uh huh. So that nobody so everybody knows that he is mine. And I was like, ah. Sinster woman in training. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And like she falls into the matriarch position with like a plum. Yeah. So then she's going to throw an informal ball, which is apparently different from a a formal ball. Well, so this is I don't understand. This is so an informal. This is only for like 100 people. This is for friends of like family and close friends of the family. And. But it's so funny because all of the other sinister cousins come in to her office where she is planning said ball and they start making requests for people to get inv- invited to this informal ball. They're like, I and really basically need Emily Applebottom to uh-huh. get a- Lady <laughs> Walton and all of these people. And so he she basically like sets up the fish in the barrel for these men. And it works. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them came came back in from that ball they, looking some kind of way. They disappeared for a minute but and then they came back. Before a minute. 
they can last longer <laughs> than a minute. So before the ball happens, though, so in between mm. this little fish in a barrel thing and the mm. actual ball, this is the second attempt on yeah. the devil's life because he likes to ride early riding. in the morning. And so he is riding in the morning out and about, and he happens to stop in front of this tree. And then he, for whatever reason, he reaches forward to pat his horse and then breaks off into a canner and like right after he leaves boom gunshot in a tree and he's like well uh, that's a coincidence probably that's gotta be a coincidence gotta like be a coincidence. guns aren't allowed in here and like the only people who would have them would be groundkeepers and like what the fuck would they be shooting at this early in the morning but like that's probably nothing yeah and then they have this informal ball as like you know she's the duchess mm -hmm. now and she does great. The ball is amazing. Everybody's like over the moon about it. But so after the ball, this is it. Yeah, this is it. So they go back up to the Duke quarters, the Duke wing or something. And they decide that they're going to have their normally they like sit downstairs and have brandy together before they go upstairs because like they're cute. And one of the reasons he went for this ride that morning was because like he's kind of upset about how much attention she had to give up to plan this stupid ball and like why isn't my wife spending more time with me and like me i love her so much and like i like i i know it's silly of me but like i want more tensions so it's really cute um so they go upstairs and he pours her some brandy hands her the glass, pours himself some brandy. And when she pulls it up to her lips, she takes a deep breath and like smells bitter she almonds. She smells bitter almonds. That's cyanide, is... listener, in case you didn't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's like, no, the brandy. And she drops and her she glass. And she like shatters. launches at him and just like smacks it out of his hand. Literally. And then she's like, she's holding on to him and she's like, bitter almonds. And he's like, oh, fuck stick. No, the shot probably wasn't a coincidence. Uh, it seems like somebody really is trying to kill me. And, and she like, starts being this like, is... damn it. Maybe the Phaeton was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like he starts being like, Arr. And so she, I love her because she, her reaction is to be livid. She's like, how fucking dare someone try to take you from me? You are well, mine. Doesn't everyone know that? And his response is he goes into like shock because he realizes yeah. that like whether like he'd face death many times, not a big problem. But if he loses her, he's mm. toast. He's out. He's yeah. not going to survive if something happens yeah. to her. Like, that's the end. Yeah, absolutely. And so he's like, I, I am now a danger to her. And that's the thing that worries him the most because he's fucking dumb. Like, the amount that happens in, in this book where he's like, no, I don't need anybody to come with me. Like, I'm a sinister. Shut your fucking mouth. Like, you, a little bit of backup never hurt anybody. And, like, mm -hmm. it doesn't emasculate you, you idiot. Mm -hmm. So, basically, it's a, it is really cute, though, because the next day, he instructs all of the staff that they are to keep all eyes on her all the time and like she's gonna have an escort everywhere she goes he's like don't mm -hmm. worry about me i've got me 
And then well, she, she has he a gets meeting. that figured out. So he has the meeting with Webster, Tully, and Sligo. And then she has yeah. a, her own meeting with yeah. Webster, Holly, and Sligo. <laughs> and she's like, let me guess. He didn't have anybody looking after himself. He only has people guarding me, right? And they're like, you are, in fact, correct about that. And she's like, okay. So we can't really let him know that we're doing this. But, like, we're going to know where he is at all hours of the day. And under groomsmen can go, like somebody can go, wa- like follow him around all the time just in case. And like, he's not going to take care of himself, but we are. And they're all like, we love you. You're the best duchess ever. And like, you're the best. And ugh, it's great. Mm-hmm. So then, listen, other shit happens. He gets attacked in an alleyway. And, and he basically the only reason... keeps himself safe with a toothpick. No. Yes, but and no, the only reason he doesn't sailors are at it. And then the groomsman who had been following him comes into the fray and ends up getting knocked out. And yeah, he has the only to like, reason, but, un, but importantly, the only reason that he survives this thing is because the groomsman he didn't know was there basically launched himself and like uh, alerted him to the fact that they were about to like slice him in the back. Yeah. And yeah. So like he, he was, he, very much admitted that, like, had that groomsman not stepped in, he would be He'd toast be right now because he didn't know that they were there. Anyway, but he, like, keeps himself safe and she sends Vane after him because she has, mm-hmm. like, you know, a premonition or whatever. She feels weird. All of her hair stand up on her arms. And so she's like, <laughs> bye, Vane. And then when they <laughs> go get so him. She's in, she's in her dressing gown, nothing over the dressing gown, like looking. Everyone's like, oh, my God, don't look at the Duchess. She's basically oh naked my God. up there. Those and are her nipples. When, and then when fucking the devil and Vane get back to the house, she comes running down the stairs because she's like, oh, my God, he's alive. And devil's like, what? oh my god and he like straight up goes up and just like scoops her up and she's like but you're bleeding and he's like i don't give a fuck what are you doing down here naked and yeah. like, he basically he like says, runs her upstairs <laughs> he says we're gonna need to get you like thicker underclothes or like nightgowns if, if you're gonna you're make going a to habit work of yourself this. into a yes. frenzy waiting up for me you're, <laughs> you'll need to invest in more suitable nightwear <laughs> and it so was hilarious funny. and so i feel like now it's just like, mostly that happens, and so and it's all ha- intrigue. Yeah, from here so on out, the three sailors pregnancy. They figure out that, like, she figures out that the um the three sailors were from this one tavern. So she ends up going there alone with Sligo and the groomsmen, so that he could recognize, like, to see if he could recognize the people. Well, Turns into a whole and it's thing because well, and it's because Devil slipped his tail on purpose because he Devil's lost a ding dong. Because he's an absolute idiot face. But he finds out just in time that, like, his duchess has gone to this tavern to find well, out. And so she's in there and she's talking about how the bar sinster is coming to the your tavern. If you don't give me the information that I need, then they're going to come in and cause a ruckus and blah, blah, blah. And then nobody in the tavern understood what she was saying. And she's like, they're going to come make a mess if you don't tell me what I need to know. And they're like, right. oh, oh, OK. So they give her the information and then devil rolls up behind her looking ready to fucking kill and she's yes. like she turns around and, and vane is there too mm-hmm. and she's like oh and she good. turns husband it turns out that three sailors who attacked you have already gone uh, away again underway on the sea so like we can just go straight home and vane's like i'll and take the like, hackney and like you can be private in your carriage or whatever because like it's gonna be a conversation i know it and yeah. 
Devil was so pissed. mad at her. He tries to take it out on Sligo, and she says before she leaves, she's like, just so you know, all of them were following my orders. And so that's what I need yeah. you to know. Goodbye. So he's like, God. And then Hully and Webster, the butler and um and housekeeper come in as he's like trying to berate Sligo. And they're like, I just need you to know that like she had good All reasons. All of us were in on it and she had and, good reasons. Yeah. And like the biggest reason was that you disappeared yeah. and wouldn't be a team player, basically. And so he's like, He's so mad. He goes upstairs and he's like, I can't believe that my wife managed to defend them without even being there. She managed to like be be the body and this is when in they between have their them. First, so they've had a lot of tiffs up until now, but this is a like, yeah. shouting match. They're like yeah. hollering at each other. And this is when she finally tells him that she loves him for the first time. She's like, yeah. Or no. Is it for the first time? Yeah. Yes. Because she's like, I love you more than I've ever loved anyone. I love you so profoundly. It goes beyond all reason. And I could never let you go. Let you be taken from me. That would be the same as letting life itself go because you are life to me. And I swooned. I swooned. Well, and the reason this is happening is because he comes up and he's like, you're going to promise me right now that you never go out with your physical body <laughs> to like look for murderers or whatever. Why like you, you can't do this anymore. Dockyard tavern. Yeah. You crazy thing. Yeah. And and, and then, she's like, I won't do it. I will not promise you that. He says her reason was the I love you thing. And he yeah. says, Your reason's not good enough. And she's pissed. And they're like no, going back says, at each other. She says, It is to me. Yeah. And then he is so angry that he leaves. And she's like, Don't you dare leave. I haven't finished. And he, and he says, if I don't leave, you won't sit comfortably for a senite. And I was like, mm-hmm. Honoria yeah. getting spanked? But So he yeah. leaves. And then so she's not sure what to do. So she goes and sleeps for the first time in her duchess's bed. And she falls oh asleep. God. And then devil comes upstairs and he goes in. He's like, where the fuck is my wife? And so he yeah. goes into her room and scoops her up. And he's like, you're coming to bed with me. And she like <laughs> pretends to be asleep. And he's just like, I can't believe this woman thinking about <laughs> like, of course, I want her in my bed with me. I can't believe it. How dare she? He's <laughs> such a cat. Like, <laughs> he is. Oh, my God. He is. Yes. So oh. basically, like, she realizes that, like, because that night, like, they they have transcendent sex in the middle of the night. And, like, neither of them really even know who initiated and stuff. And she's like, what I learned from that is that even when we're fighting, we are just, like, rock Solid. solid really really just we're fighting for each other and not against so each feelings. other i know oh. so now she's like listen i don't have to go out anywhere if you just fucking communicate and like make sure we know where you are that's all we need from you you dick knows and he's like okay okay i guess i can do that and he's like i'm gonna go to white's and have lunch and she's like okay I'll see you later. And then and she, she gets, gets a, a note. letter. Mm-hmm. And the note is basically telling her, come to 17 Green Street, bring nobody, and you, like, you'll get your answers. Yeah, you'll find out who's after your husband. And meanwhile, reminder, she did just tell him that as long as he doesn't slip his 
leash, essentially, mm-hmm. slip his followers, uh, mm-hmm. that she will not do dangerous things. But she's like, I have to know. I have to go. And yeah. so she goes. But so she sends a, li- a note to him at White. She does. Being like, this Letting is exactly where I'm going and why. So then she gets to the house, right? We have not seen his reaction yet. She gets to the house. She knocks on the door. Chillingsworth opened the door. It's fucking Chillingsworth. And like, and he doesn't have a lot of clothes on. Like his shirt and is And all of untucked. his servants are out of the house. Like, and he and she's looks like, a little bit like disgruntled. And so he's like, well, don't get, like, get in here before anybody sees you. And then he's like, are you serious right now? And she's like, and she's I'm, like of course I'm serious. And then so he's then he like, well, if you're sure. And she punches the fuck out of him. She punches Switch him points face. of view. Switch points of view to we see De- Devil. I, I keep wanting to say Duke. It either works. But Devil yeah. at White's and he gets a letter. And I assumed, and as you probably did, she sent. it was hers. It was not, listener. The letter no. we find out later was basically, hey, your wife is at 17 Green Street and she's having an Boning affair. Boning Chillingsworth down. Ooh, yeah. she's riding that cock. And the so he, <laughs> he immediately, like, he and Bane is there. He sees with him, red. And he's like, I gotta go. And so he leaves and goes. And so she, very like, Chillingsworth straight up has a black. We're back in their point, in her point of yeah. view. Chillingsworth is like got a black eye. He's like, oh my god, what the hell He's did you just a, do to me? A cold compress on her, her, um, his nose, and then he like looks like back and forth and is like, okay, the coast is clear. Go back to your fucking hackney. So as she's leaving, she gets kidnapped. And I am like, OMG, is murder. I thought it was Charles. Yes. And then she goes, oh, geez. It's like, there's husband. a whole, like, cape over my head. And it smells exactly like my husband. And so, like, it's totally fine. And she's like, hey, can you, like, get this off me? Because, like, Sligo's back there. And he's like, what? Sligo is with you? And she's like, yeah, he escorted me. So, like, please go get him. And then that's when we find out that <laughs> that he... Has like fully seen red because he believed it. He was like, her I love you was just smoking fucking mirrors and she doesn't and she never did. And like she's having this affair. And then he hands her the note because she's like, yeah, I punched him because he thought it was something totally different. Turns out Chillingsworth he had gotten a note. He also got a note. Being from an like, I'm a sexy woman. Lady. Yeah. Make all your servants go away by this time and I'll come, you know, get on you. Bounce on that dick. Yeah. And so she was like, by the way, Chillingsworth was like kind of upset that I was going to cheat on you at first. He was like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, I guess like I'll still I'll still dip my wick or whatever. And then she looks at him and she's like, you really thought this? And he was like, well, yeah, momentarily. And she's like, but devil, I love you. You should know I would never do this to you. And he's like, I do. Like, I do. I do. I do. I just had like this moment of blah, blah, blah. And this is the one of the things that really sinks in. Yes, this is actually Charles doing the thing. Yeah. So, and it turns out he's like the sneaky heir. No, we don't have to explain it. It just is. Yeah. And so they decide to basically turn the tables on him and lure him out. And so they pretend to be in a fight because the idea is that he, in his, 
The idea was that with this situation, they'll end up in a fight and then Devil in a rage will kill Honoria and then shoot himself in mm -hmm. agony. And when then, really it will be, just be Charles coming in and killing them both, both of them. and setting it up like that. But then everybody will believe it and the whole family will help him. Well, to because everybody knows that because like the entire ton knows that Devil's got a temper. And so they're yeah. like, well, obviously anything is going to set it off. It's going to be that. Yeah. But their love is so strong and their I trust know. is so good that they're just oh. such a good team. And so they do this whole like thing where she's like veiled and in all black and he like takes her over to a, the traveling carriage. And it's obvious that right before the season starts, the Duke of St. Ives is taking his brand new duchess to the country and like hiding her Somersome. somewhere. And so something oh. has definitely happened. And, and so the, the hope is that then Charles will then come. Yeah, so what, and just gonna blow through this real quick. So, wakes yeah. up the next morning, Devil is off helping, like all of the cousins that are there, because Vane was also there. Um, they're off helping with a windmill, and she goes out to the stable for some reason. I don't remember exactly why. I think she just wanted to go say hi to her horse, essentially, and mm. maybe go for a ride. But Charles rolls up into the stable, and she is, he's like, you have to come with me. Devil's dying at the, the cabin that Tolly died same in. the cabin! Yeah. Get and he's like, he's been hurt, and we have to go. He's dying, and she's trying to, like, because now she knows, and she's like, I can't be left alone with this man. And she's like, no. I need to pretend that I believe him, but I also need to get word to Devil somehow that something's wrong. And, so and I need she's to waste like, as much time as possible. Uh-huh. So she's like, well, I have to ride on, like, you're going to have to get me a gig, like, set up a gig because I can't ride a horse because I'm terrified of horses, yada, yada. So he gets the gig set up. And so she's loudly, she notices Melton, one of the um, the head staple man who's mm -hmm. basically, it's a, it, it's a titular title because Position, his son yeah. actually does everything but mm -hmm. melton has incredibly good ears and we didn't mention this earlier but it brought me so much joy melton Same. is the only one who can handle devil's horse and conveniently every time devil comes to the stable to get his horse or drop his horse off melton just happens to be missing and so devil has to take and it, care and of his he own Horse. yeah we talk about it earlier and like it is i was like why are we talking about this this stableman we've never seen before so much and it was fucking brilliant that he comes in at the because end because in in the stable melton is hiding around a corner because he can tell something's weird and so she very yeah. loudly is like oh devil's dying and we have to go to the hut like the the this cottage forest keeper's cottage and blah blah uh -huh. blah and melton's just like Hmm. The fuck? Hmm. So then, so then hilariously, when Devil, the, the passage opens from his point of view, being like, I knew everything was fucked because Melton was front and center waving a hat and like trying to get my attention. And normally he's skulking away so that I have to do all the work. And so, of course, like he learns what's happened. And so he hmm. and Vane head off to the cottage. Cue Honoria's side of things and boy mm -hmm. howdy this was convoluted as fuck turns it out was. charles has been trying to so the way it works is <laughs> devil's dad arthur has a twin george george is charles's father arthur is devil's father arthur had one son 
net on of his own with his duchess and then had mm-hmm. a fling at one point and had a second son richard turns out that's why he's called scandal because he's the scandal that never was because the child because that the ended up coming to the him. house Mm-hmm. yes because the duchess the also duchess couldn't have more children like, oh, and so yay. they just adopted i love this free baby have son. and so he was raised a son but he can't become the duke so he's not an heir which means that if yeah. devil dies arthur dies and charles isn't worried about arthur because arthur is a no no if devil george. dies george becomes the heir which means uh-huh. that and charles is not concerned about george because george is an old fucking man and he's gonna keel over any day word for yeah, word and also not really and also could could be knocked off real easy. Nobody would say a word. Really? Nobody would think but, twice. And but he was like, but I thing. couldn't just I couldn't just shoot him. I couldn't just shoot Devil because Tolly had just died from a shot like that. I knew the cousins would never ever stop hunting me. Not only that, but like they've managed to hide the nefarious nature of Tolly's death from like the magistrate and all of society mm-hmm. and everything else. But there's no way that that's going to happen twice and everybody's going to be like, I guess it's another highwayman. Like, it's not going to yeah. happen. Not to mention that one of the things that's important about George, uh, Charles is that he is from George's first marriage. So he has a different mom than all the rest of the kids. Tolly the Butterworths. Yes. And so his whole plan was to <laughs> was to get the dukedom. And then nobody would be there to, like, stop him from changing the name in all the titles from Sinster to Butterworth because the Butterworths are, like, better England Times assholes or something. Mm-hmm. And so this dude is such a fucking loser that Tolly had spent his whole night with his family playing fiddlesticks or whatever. And then he goes over and stops by Devils, finds out the Devils just left to go to the place. And then he's like, well, I guess I still have time on my fun Tolly walk. And I'm just like a happy-go-lucky kid. And so he goes to stop in at Charles's house, except Charles is such a fucking loser that (laughs) Tolly walks in on him just doing a whole villain speech at his mother's portrait, like telling her, don't worry, mama, there's still time for me to make this whole thing a Butterworth dynasty. And like, I'll do it for you, mama. And Tolly is then like, what the fuck, man? Like, that's not cool. Because never in a million years would he think that Charles is going to like murder him in the face. So he's like, I cannot believe this. And like, this is fucked. And I'm absolutely going to tell Devil to watch his back and stuff. So he goes home, refuses to tell his guy that anything's going on because it's like a family secret bad stuff's happening. And then when he's on, like, so then Charles knows that he's going to go tell Devil and he ambushes him in the lane. And that's what Devil, his brother, he shoots him. And the thing that Devil has, like, not been able to remember is that the only reason the shot didn't go straight through his heart was because of this button. And he's like, Charles is the best marksman in like th- that I've ever met. It's the one thing that, like, he's so good at. So, yeah, he tells this to he tells all of this to Honoria. Meanwhile, Honoria is, like, looking around being like, 
like Marco, really the devil's here. Like devil, where where are you at? Like sending out, <laughs> sending out um, mind vibes, being like, please. She's be like, here. did you? He's like, she's like, did you get my map pin? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I dropped an England Times pin for you. I don't know. Um, his name was Melton. Did that come through? Oh no. So then, meanwhile, Devil and Vane are like in a ditch watching all this happening. So like fucking Devil and Vane come up with this plan to basically distract Charles and blah, blah. But can I just say that like Devil took a hell of a risk because he's been walking around holding on to Tolly's fucking flask. He takes that flask and puts it in his jacket, in his breast pocket, over his heart. And Mm -hmm. in his brain goes, I know Charles. He's going to shoot me directly in the heart like a sharpshooter. And so, boy, howdy, he does. He goes out and Charles is like, and he like shoves the gun up underneath on Oreo's boob. And he's like, I'm going to shoot her if you blah, blah, blah. And then Devil's like, no, don't, don't do it. And then guess what? Yeah, you want me. Charles shoots and he and hits the ground. Devil goes down. And And Oreo's like, like, oh my God, no. And of course, like, of course she would. I would lose my fucking mind i mean especially since before all this happened they're listening to her just being like devil don't come out don't you dare come out you can always have other children meanwhile she has not told him that she's pregnant he's no although it was so fucking funny to me because he oh yeah uh vane's like did you know devil and devil's like she hasn't said anything but i'm a duke i can fucking count yeah he's like one of the requirements (laughs) of being a duke is being able to count so like yeah um Anyway, so then she, like, falls over on top of him, and, and he's used this time to, like, grab the gun that's in the back of his waistband. She's, like, frantically looking, and she, she can't find any blood, but there is liquid, and so she's very confused, and then she realizes that it's the flask in his pocket uh-huh. or whatever. And, and then, and like, Vane pops point, out of the forest, and he's like, yeah. Charles! And Charles spins and looks... And then, because he's about to shoot Honoria right on top of Devil. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he gets shot twice, once by Devil, once by Vane, from two different trajectories. That Boom boys. down. Bye. Corpse. And then Charles is like, he's like on his, you know, he's on his last few breaths. And he's like, how? And Devil's like, it was Tolly's hip flask. You didn't shoot me because flask. And he's like, wow, I guess my little brother won in the end. He wanted so badly to save your life. It was the cheesiest <laughs> thing. It was. It was so it was great. Fucking, I guess. T- <laughs> wow. Tolly accomplished his goal. Even post-mortem. Ugh. And then they, like, burn the whole cottage down yeah, they and shut, burn well, his they body can't take with it. it. They can't go to the magistrate about it because then they're going to have to explain what happened to Tolly and that they lied in the first place. And so mm-hmm. they basically, oh my god, but so they're getting ready to burn down the cottage and Ornori is like, well, what about oh, I can't even think of his name, but like, what about Doesn't the forest, forest man's furniture? And Devil's like, it's it's my furniture. He's allowed right. to stay there, but it's my, and Honori is like, but what if he got attached to it? What if he so likes the, it a lot? So like all of the cousins pull all of the furniture out of the building and then shove Charles His into body. the building. And then of course, all of them have to get shirtless. And yeah. so they all get shirtless and start whacking axes and breaking down this cabin. And she's like, but oh, they're notably, all so attractive, but I can't, mm-hmm. I don't even care. The only one that really, you know, does anything to my 
my heartbeat is my husband's torso. The rest of them what? are like, fine, but whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. And then, like, they know, then the epilogue is, like, them being, um, her finding out that everybody's had a bet on when they were going to conceive their first child. Uh-huh. And meanwhile, child is there on Devil's lap, and he's, like, playing with this little baby. Because it's the baby's first bar sinister meet. Yeah. He got, he got christened, maybe, or something. Yeah, that day. Um, yeah. And so, anyway, okay. it's great. Like. It it shows her in the matriarch role, and she, like, makes them pay all of the money that they won on those bets to uh, pay Fix for, like, the, the church, church roof. Yeah. In town. Because they have their and own church on on campus, right? But right, And that's where right, all right, of right. them go. But they also have their local town, and the church is falling yeah. apart. It needs a new roof. And so she's like, you will pay for that thing? And when that church roof is getting, like, they're cutting the ribbon, you will pay be there and all yeah, of them are just coming like to the thing shoulders by their ears like mm-hmm. and like grouchy and also like please don't be mad at me <laughs> yeah and like they're looking at devil and devil's just like i have a baby playing with my baby uh-huh. and it's so good and then the next one is called the rake's vow and it's so Vane's book. i have one last thing about this book yeah it's super me. cute it's the end of the not the epilogue, but the very end of the last chapter. And it says, to have and to hold was the family motto. It was also in the wedding vows. <sighs> One of his ancestors had paid a horrific sum to put it there. <laughs> having married Honoria Prudence, Devil could understand why. The having mm. was very nice. The holding, the loving, the never letting go was even better. And I was like, I also laughed that like straight up Stephanie Lawrence was like, yeah, we're just going to take that part of the wedding vow and make it a sinister thing. Yeah. The sinsters did that for us. You know, the rest of. So you want, it's not a spoiler. You learn this in the first like one page of a rake. Yeah. yeah, Tell me, tell me everything. It is the day of the church's roof. It is (gasps) vain leaving from that to go yeah. back to the city. Yeah. That is when the next book starts. It's like <gasps> immediate. That's great. Um, oh my God, because at one of the balls, oh my God, these boys, these boys just like kill me dead. Because at the ball, they were watching Honoria like take him over to Mrs. Odell's bones, Mrs. Odell's wides. Yep, <sighs> that, that's the bench. one. Right. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, what the fuck could get devil? to like go talk to her this is amazing like they're basically being like it's done and dusted like she has him around her little finger and somebody's like somebody says something about like wow it looks like we're losing one of the members of the bar sinister and then Vane goes are you sure about that or is he just leading the way as always and then, like, I think Lucifer is like, oh, God, oh, oh, that's a terrible to be idea. Clear, <laughs> to be clear, Vane says that in this book. But let me tell you, at the beginning of the next book, he's like literally running from fate. In the first three Love pages, it. he comments, he's like, I'm running from fate. I got to get the fuck away from here. Fate <laughs> needs to get off my dick. I'm out of here. I'm not interested. And then, like, in the very beginning of the book, he does see a lady and he goes, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Here we are. Oh, so the thing I had an issue with in the first read that I didn't have an issue with during the second read is okay. like, I felt like at first he could have at least been like, 
we'll go to Africa together someday, you know, mm-hmm. or so like they have a gazillion dollars. They can pay for a trip to Africa. No fucking problem. And I, I don't know. I was like, it seems like she's just completely like not just compromising, but just like giving up on that dream. But then on the second read, it felt much more clear to me that like it was never about Africa. Africa. It was never about traveling. It was never actually about doing those things. It was about having an exciting life and running away from parenthood because she had mm-hmm. lost so much already and she was terrified of of losing more more of her kids. I can and see like, that. Yeah. And so the fact that she, I think they say a lot of times, like, uh, a life with a sinster is always exciting. Always entering. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, would love it if in future books we do hear about a trip that they get to take to yeah. Africa. Like, I yeah, want same. that. Can't they go to Africa together? I do still want her to get to go to Africa. I mean, they're all, there also is a big part of me that's like, Every single white person needs to stay the fuck out of Egypt and Ethiopia and Africa in general. <laughs> like, just go away, yeah. you colonizing assholes. Stop Especially it. Especially in this time. Yeah, Especially, because, like, like, on it, like, the way that they you talk think, about you, the quote-unquote you, quote locals. Do you honestly think that this woman, this freaking white Brit is going to go to Africa and not come back with something from a pyramid, like, in 1818? No. Absolutely. Not to mention, absolutely. Not to mention that, like, when he's talking about one of the reasons that it's a bad idea for them, for her to go, is like talking about how she might get caught up by slave traders and, like, oh, it's a terrible idea for her. But the slaves in every other way are fucking fine, enslaving people who aren't white and aren't meant to be riding his dick is totes Mm -hmm. cool. Like, yeah. like problems all the way around, but that is reading historical romance in, especially yeah. like from the noble point of view. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It's one of those things where like in a historical romance from like you just said, a noble point of view and like gentry in general, like the minute they start talking about like other countries, if they're not talking about like, actually, if they, I just, mm, it's I just, just always just bad. Not, let's just, it's always let's bad. Just leave that. I know. I know, but then I feel bad about, like, just, you know, sweeping that under the rug and whitewashing it. And, you know, like, it's it's just, it's one of the yeah, but like, tough in, things like about... Yeah, but, like, in this specific context, it is being whitewashed with the fact that, like, they're, we're not Absolutely. acknowledging the crimes happening to Absolutely. The people of Africa in this book. No. We're talking about going there for a little jaunt, like... yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, just stay the fuck out of there. Stop yeah. this. Um, okay. Do you have a lady love? I sure do. My lady Ooh. love is getting a fresh haircut. Ooh. I that's have why you're been feeling so cute. Yeah, I've been growing my hair out again and because I had cut it like real short mm. all over. And then I was growing it back out because I missed my little my emo-y bangs because they're not super emo-y right now and my hair is a little curly straight out of the shower and dried yeah but like if i straighten it then i got that like yeah the I'm little like, swoop thing happening mm-hmm. 
Yeah. He's rocking so, that 2003 fresh, business real hard. Always. Always. <laughs> I didn't. I was I was too poor as a youth to be an emo kid. So now that I'm an yeah. adult with a, with a salary, hell yeah. your ass. I live my best emo life on my day-to-day basis. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. What about you? What is your lady love? My lady love, I think, is... Okay, so it's sort of like two part. One is let your four year old give you a manicure um, or something. I noticed your nails. They're they're ridiculous. It makes me so happy. Everything sparkles. I'll tell you that much. My cuticles are so covered in nail polish. It's mildly ridiculous. And like that doesn't even begin to I'm I'm gonna have to take a picture of this pedicure that she gave me because it is hilariously atrocious. But she was just so happy the whole time. And like, I don't know, we just got to pal around all day and like we went and got got a sandwich and a slushie from Wawa and we walked around like the Home Depot garden center and we baked cookies and she gave me a, a manicure and a pedicure. Did you come home with plants? Melody. No, but I will tell you, it was the hardest thing. Maybe I've, I've like it. I was going to say, had, I was like, I feel like that's just too tempting. No, at one point, I had a $125 worth of fall bulbs in my cart. And then I was like, we have to put everything back. We have to put everything back and we have to leave immediately <laughs> or else shit's going to go down. I was like, <laughs> Melody, was this the, was this the most... Uh... It was a bad idea. It was a bad idea. But I'm proud I did of sort of get my fix. Thank you. Thank you. Because Valor was like picking out all of the different bulbs she wanted and like it got wild. And then I was like, we have to go... Um, yeah, we just had like a fun day and I think I might be making friends with my neighbors, which is really exciting. They like <gasps> the neighbors like, you told over. me about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, they have That's a four year old and a one year old. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they like came over and we played together. It was very fun. There were stomp rockets involved. I don't know. I think my lady love is just like, <sighs> grab on to the moments in your everyday life that are secretly magical, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Just the little moments that embrace them. Yeah. We didn't do anything, like, extraordinary today, but fuck, it was such a fun day. All right. All right. Keep being a badass. And love yourself as much as you love mirrors in an orangery. I don't know. That I literally <gasps> oh can't think of anything God. else other than a finger bang in front of a mirror. Like, love yourself that much. And maybe in that manner. I don't know. I don't know what you want to do. Yeah. Love yourself. Love somebody else, too. Hey. Listen. You do what you need to do. (laughs) Love yourself that much. We accept (laughs) you. We celebrate you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.